Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Guest. And I am so excited right now because after many false starts and reschedulings and all the great many things that happened <laughs> between when we first reached out to each other and right this very moment, I finally have sitting with me tonight, Corey Allen. <laughs> Say hi, Corey. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Oh my excited. gosh, you're so welcome. Guys, listen, um, I know um, Corey is so busy with everything and, and still tries to be everywhere and obviously can't be because cloning has not happened yet. So I know there are, you know, some of you who may not be familiar with him yet, that's obviously going to change after tonight, but, um, you are in for such a treat with this guy. Trust me, like vocally, musically, personality wise, like the whole thing. So I'm so happy to have you here, Corey, but I know we're going to hit some heavy topics tonight, okay, but I, I have to start out with a really serious question just to kind of get us going, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't want to make you nervous. I know we talked about com comfort levels and boundaries and all that before we started rolling, but I do have to I do have to kind of break things down with this one here, okay? So if you get uncomfortable, let me know, but just try to be honest in your answer, okay? All right. All right. Let's go. Corey Allen, what is the difference, if any, between a dude and a bro. Oh. <laughs> I know. I told you it was going to be intense. Um, people will say dude. People will say bro. Is there a difference? I I usually use dude if I'm upset with the person. Ooh, um, so like dude, like kind of like that. Dude. 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 Maybe, yeah. <laughs> bro's more like, you know, we're bros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that's the only difference I can think. Okay, otherwise you think dude and bro are basically the same species? Pretty much, yeah. You know, okay. my wife my wife actually, and she knows that this drives me crazy, but if I'm doing something that really is annoying her, she'll be like, dude, stop. Because <laughs> she just knows that I hate it. I just hate it. Dude, oh, you hate dude, being... just has, dude has a negative connotation for me. I don't know. Really? That's yeah. so interesting. <laughs> okay. So dude, so, so I guess then there is a difference because if, if you're calling somebody a dude, you're not thrilled with them, but bro is like, we're cool. Yeah. That's how wow. I see it. Wow. Okay. Look that's at you. you. Maybe that's No, just but you know, that's it now. That's the canon explanation for this for everyone forever. That's people now, if you're upset with someone and yet want to sound informal, call them dude. And if you dig them really hard, just call them bro. And I, that's it. Now, Corey has, Corey has written the rule that's right. and that's it. <laughs> we all just have to go along with it. So Corey Allen, Corey Allen of the, of the golden voice. I have so many questions for you, but um, I want to start with a simple one. I think maybe simple, um, <laughs> but I like to find out from people before we talk about anything current. How did you get into music in the first place? I know you have a famous source of inspiration that may be part of your answer, if nothing else. But like, what was Baby Corey's musical, like, mm. birth, so to speak? <laughs> um, I mean, it really where it sparked for me was, let's uh, see, I was 10 years old. This was back in 2002. Okay. First season of American Idol came on. Right. Uh, it was the first show like that that had ever come on TV, and I fell in love with it. Um, just being able to, just seeing that, you know, ordinary people could get on a stage that big and be seen nationwide oh, yeah. was, I don't know, that's really where it kind of sparked for me. I fell in love with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Um, and I, it was, it's, it was, it was a pretty bad obsession actually okay. for a while. My, my grandma actually, for I think my birthday one year, she got me the full VHS 
version of the whole season of the first season. Oh, I thought of you were going to stay from Justin to Kelly. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, but I love that movie, too. <laughs> You're so cute. So do you bring all your girls out of here? No, I mostly come out here to think. What are you thinking about now? Thinking about how happy I am that you gave me a second chance. And that is a super it. fan. Even Kelly doesn't like that movie. She hates it's the so movie. Funny. I know. I don't know. I think it just that movie brings back a lot of memories for me. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. It's such a corny movie though, but <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where I think this dream kind of sparked. Mm. Um, but it took me a very long time to actually chase it, just because you know I was raised very traditionally and. Um, art or like something like this didn't ever it right. wasn't ever taught to me that it could be like a a feasible Career. way yeah. of right yeah so it wasn't it was kind of just always in the back of my mind i was like you know this is obviously a dream but not really but something you didn't think do. it was yeah no and you're right like because people now they think of i don't know if it's like season 703 of american idol now or right. whatever it is but yeah. like people don't really remember when that first came out like there wasn't America's Got Talent. There wasn't all like every other, ver I, or maybe there was, but I mean, I, I didn't know about it, but like that was, it was revelatory that first season. Like, oh my God, like there, there was somebody from my hometown that auditioned for that show. And I was like, oh my God, I, I sat next to, you know, so like that was really cool. It, it was, was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. So, but I, I, I could totally see why you and Kelly and it would be like a whole love affair, but like, but at yes. what what point did you figure out that you have this voice? Like, when did you, because like, did you wake up one morning and just be like, oh, oh, oh you know, and then you're like, whoa, I can, what, you know what I mean? Or was it like, no, I mean, I used, I used to, you know, like during that period of time, I would just start belt. I would, I got a lot of inspiration from Kelly. So yeah. Pretty much every song that I would sing was a Kelly Clarkson song, and you know, before puberty, I was able to actually hit those, notes. hit all those notes, and <laughs> you can still hit them, buddy. I I know you can. So <laughs> it's a struggle. I have to be though. really careful not to call There's you dude tonight keys. by accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, but yeah, you know, okay. in so my it was bedroom, all Kelly like singing along. Okay, in the bedroom, and that was kind of around. You know, Christina Aguilera was big. Um, There's a lot of female that. It's very yeah. female inspired that I yeah, am. Yeah, pink like, and yeah, there was like all those big, big voices. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very so, cool. So you know, that's I just remember you... being in my bedroom, belting out some Kelly Clarkson, you know, and I always kept it a secret. I never did it whenever my mom was home or like anybody was around. It was just like my thing. Yeah. Uh, because okay. I was just scared. I was like, I don't know if this is embarrassing to do. I don't know if it's good Aww. or bad or whatever. But <laughs> I think when I realized that I could do it was um, it's actually very recent. It was only about three years ago. Uh, it was right, right after 2020 um, when TikTok kind of came around and yeah. we started seeing all these people, you know, singing, singing on there. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know if we want to get into that story right now, but there's yeah, a no, reason. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, but <laughs> there's a reason, you know, I've why I posted my very first singing video on TikTok, yeah, and we're gonna get to that very soon. Yeah, no, you have whole Corey family was like, "Oh my god, where did that voice come from?" And, you know, looking back <laughs> oh, now, yeah, go ahead. Looking back now, it's so cringy because that was right when I was starting out. I wasn't doing anything correctly, and I can't watch those videos today because I'm like, "Who told me that was good?" <laughs> Because that was like ridiculous. That's how everyone who grew up in the 80s feels about every picture of them with like the gigantic hair and like the blue eyeshadow. So everyone's got some version of that. But like I, yeah. you, I mean, 
you more than than most people, Corey, and and guys, I'm gonna have to frame this a little bit here. Corey um, is very very humble, and in a minute when we play song for you guys, you're gonna understand why I'm laughing about the fact that Corey can sing the way that he does and still be humble. But Corey is very sweet and very humble and very kind of self-effacing. And so every time I say something about, I can see him like internally kind of cringe a little bit, but, but like it is, um, it is, you are made for TikTok. Corey Allen, because you. you know you're 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 a sweet guy. You're you're easy on the eyes. You're incredibly talented. You're super friendly. You have an amazing message. You're using your platform messages really to spread it. Like, and you can do like I mean I've seen so many of those videos where like, and it's clearly such bullshit. But like you know somebody will will put up a video and they're like, oh you know. I just walked in on my boyfriend singing this song in the shower and he had no idea I was there. And like, it's clearly like lit and it's a whole stage thing. And he's like, oh, nobody knew I was here, you know? And like, you're just like, fuck you, dude. You knew she was outside. You told her to do it. Like, but you're the guy where you're like, you had the video <laughs> and your family's like, where did this voice come from? Cause I've seen those too, where it's like, oh, I've never sung in front of my parents before. And then like, they you know, sing. So, so. that's so funny that you say that because <laughs> I have a video that recently went pretty viral. When you were um, like in the garage or whatever it was? TikTok. No, it's the one where I'm sitting at my wife's makeup table. Oh, oh um, yes. And I swear yes. every I other comment is, this is so staged. And it's like, <laughs> at the beginning, I was trying to explain how it wasn't staged. But then at a certain point, I just started feeding into it. I was like, yeah, y'all know what? If that's what you want to think, then maybe that's it was. Right, exactly. So then I posted a follow-up video where it was clearly staged. Like I kept right. like looking back. Like looking like, mm -hmm. like I didn't yeah, like, yeah, I fed into that whole like because I hate that shit too. I hate I know. It. I know. No, and you know, it's um not to get on a, a TED talk tangent here, but like I think we as a society like to shit on things. You know, it's like a sport, yeah. especially online. And yeah, it's yeah. I mean you know, when you start to hit the level of popularity that you are, because guys, Corey's blowing up. You have like 64,000 <laughs> followers on Facebook. You got like, like 115,000 on Insta, I think. You're all over TikTok. Like you're doing quite well from what I can see. Like I think at that point, people feel the need to start trying to tear you down, which sucks, but it is as it is, right? So, I mean, no, you, I, I, I know you enough to know you don't need to do that anyway. Like, you would just make a video of you singing. Like, why would you do that? You know, like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense for you to stage things. It's stupid. I just, the reason why I posted it was because it was, it was different than what I usually do. You know, it's usually it's a video of me filming myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was cool that my wife, because my wife, the thing about my wife is she doesn't, she's so used to hearing me like around the yeah. house, just singing all the time. Yeah. That yeah. It's not, she never records anything. And so when I saw that she was recording me, I was like, Hey, that's actually kind of a cool, you know, way to throw this in there and like change it up from what I'm, what I usually post. Yeah. It looks uh, different. It was a different, yeah, no, no, no. I think it, um, no, so, anybody that matters took that the way it was actually done and fuck everybody else. Shut up. Yeah. You crappy people on the internet. Leave my A lot of people alone. took that the wrong way, but I was well, like, you know what? You I know started what? feeding into it. I was, you know, <laughs> when you, when you hit a certain point, like you said, you know, you do start getting a lot of the, the trolls. And I, I honestly yeah. just, I have such thick skin because of my upbringing Everything you've and been things through, that yeah. I've been through <laughs> yeah. that it doesn't affect me. I actually use it to my advantage. Mm -hmm. So I've used it to kind of help me keep growing. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's, so. yeah, no, no, no. But no, you, I mean, 
again, I, I would not have been so excited to get you on this show if I had any whiff that you were a douche. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, dude. I will, I, 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 dude, right? You were, you were definitely a bro and not a dude, but like, I will come for you people if you come for Corey. I'm telling you, I'm Italian, oh, I'm from New you. York. I can get mean, I'll be like a Let's spider go. monkey. But, but anyway, so I think, I know it's a little early, but I think before we even talk about much of anything, we should play your song. I think we should do it. Okay. I think we should because people, you know, they were already hearing me rave. Um, you know, I want them to hear it for themselves so they can also start raving in the comments. But um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Empty before we play it? And then we'll get into more when we come back. All right. So Empty was a song that I wrote um, whenever I was feeling very, you know, I've always struggled with mental health. Depression is a big part of my life. Um, and at this point in time, whenever I wrote this song, I was very alone. I felt very alone. I felt very um, like nobody believed in me. Uh, and so there's a specific line in the song, in the chorus, actually, that says, uh, will I ever be what my family wants? Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, we're going to get into everything. But, right. Right. you know, I always just feel not seen, even in my own family sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so... Mm -hmm. That's really where this song was kind of based around. The reason why it's called Empty is because I felt just empty. Yeah. Uh, like I didn't, you know, matter. Like I didn't have a purpose. And yeah, I wrote this song. I put it out or I teased it a little bit on my TikTok. Uh, I used to go live all the time. Yeah. I used yeah. to do a lot of questions and I teased it on there. And the response from people was just overwhelmingly positive. And, mm -hmm. you know, I had so many people reach out saying how much they needed to hear that song that night and can I please release it? And so I did everything that I could to hurry up and get it released. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, it's taken on a life of its own kind of with mm -hmm. people. And I still hear about it today. And that was over a year ago that I released that. Yeah. Or yeah. About a year ago, actually. Yeah. So. Now guys, and really, I mean, this is, um, you know, we're big, 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 big on mental health on this show. And, um, you know, this song is, raw in a way um lyrically and again i promise guys we're gonna play it but I just <laughs> had to say it before we do that um i think is so powerful and especially when you juxtapose it against how smooth and pretty um the song itself is and Corey's voice so i'm not gonna make you wait any longer so i'm just gonna let you sit back and listen and love up empty by Corey allen Waking up on empty All these walls around me Never know which way to go mm. Why am I so tired? I never feel inspired I don't want to feel alone I don't want to feel alone These places and these faces leave me Second guessing who I'm meant to be Maybe it's time to leave Don't know why I'm here And what I'm supposed to be To be happy
Nothing can fix this Feels like my brain is a mess What's the point in waking up? I don't want to wake and up And I'm just replaying conversations Not sure if I can face us Will I ever measure up? Say take a breath, just take two steps You'll make it there someday I have faith But is it fake? Don't know why I'm here And what I'm supposed to be To be happy I love that. So I do, Corey. I do. I I love that song. I love. I love your voice. I just. I mean, you. You have such a beautiful timbre, and you have such a great range, and you have so much vocal control. You know, and and you manage to do all of that, and still have emotion and connection and authenticity in what you're doing. And whether it's one of your originals or it's a cover, because you obviously do a lot, a lot, a lot of covers. Like, a lot of covers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great. I love, no, but I'm so glad that you do because, it, you know, we get to hear you do all kinds of things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, this song is such a gut punch, you know. I mean, it was it was so smart to keep it spare like you did. You know, it's not over. Yeah complicated it's not over orchestrated it's not overproduced. you know you don't have the big strings swelling at the end of the bridge where it's like this huge you know confetti is gonna fall from the sky kind of like it's just real you know and um it it really is a brave thing to 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 tell the world you know so i mean you know when you were writing this you know obviously you said you were in not a great place and i know yeah. that not a great place is sort of like you kind of have a timeshare there <laughs> yeah not a great yeah, place sure. um so i mean you um and again i don't want to take the lead on this conversation because i mean everything i know about you i know from your social media so i assume you know when we talked about it before you know we started this you know very public about it but you know one of the things guys that i love about corey is that he 
really wants to use his platform to make people understand that they're not alone, to yep, be someone who's open about mental health and struggling with depression and anxiety and grief and everything that he's gone through and goes through in his life. And so this song is like tip of the iceberg um, as you all become Corey Allen fans, which you just did if you weren't already after that song, um, you know, as you delve into him and his story more, and we're gonna do that tonight too. Um, that's a huge theme. So you really, you've been dealing with this at least since high school, right? High school, yes, since okay. high school. I mean, you know, it, it stems from childhood. Uh, it's where a lot of the trauma and, and, you know, abandonment issues and lack of stability and stuff like that occurred in childhood, but it didn't really come out until high school. Mm. Um, and then I was diagnosed with, you know, chronic depression and I dealt with that for so long and yeah. was on all kinds of different medications and, you know, would switch every other month. And yeah, it just, it was a lot, it was a lot to go through. And then, you know, luckily I met the love of my life in high school and mm -hmm. she stuck by my side up until this day, she's still here. Mm -hmm. And I can't praise her enough for that because I know that I'm not an easy person, mm -hmm. especially, you know, back then right. to like even just get along with much less love. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, I honestly don't think that I would be here today if it wasn't for her, mm -hmm. just because I feel like she really saved me and really just kept me feeling supported. And like, there was more for me than, than to be in the bed all the mm. time. And, mm. you know, she never left my side because I wasn't doing certain things or, you know, my anger would get the best of me or whatever the case would be. You know, she always would find a way to understand and help me work through a lot of it. And so I have to thank her for me being, even being sitting here mm. right now today. Mm. Um, no, what, what a gift but, that is too. I mean, especially given the, the, you know, the, the, general description of of the trauma that you you know grew up with you know and you mentioned abandonment issues and then to have someone that's just there yes. and stays there like how healing that is you know and and you know and frankly the fact that you could trust her enough to throw everything that you were at her yeah. you know um but, yeah i would actually you know i didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't feel like I deserved her love or her presence. I would do everything I could to push her away, mm -hmm. you know, and she just never, never backed down. And here I am today and I couldn't, you know, be more at peace um, mentally and physically. I, you know, I mm -hmm. couldn't be happier than I am mm -hmm. today. And I really have her to thank for, for all of that. So 100% bro, 0% dude, Mrs. Corey. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and she's absolutely. beautiful too. Cause I know you Thank guys, you. you guys just had um, an anniversary a couple months ago and uh, you know, just, it's so sweet to see that, you know, I mean, I don't think it's been all that long based on the fact that you seem, and I'm not asking, but I'm like fairly young still, but like, you know, that you guys were high school sweethearts, you know, and to see what you're, you feel like you're not, trust me, you are, you're still very young. I don't like, feel it. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I feel anybody like I've feels, lived I don't, well, lives. you, you, this is very true. This is very true. You, your years have kind of been like dog years. That's definitely true. But okay. I mean, but it's, um, it's beautiful. And, and I love, I get the sense that she's also hugely supportive of your music and your career and, 
I mean, why wouldn't she be right? But like, <laughs> I'm so happy for you that you have that. But so, I mean, you, you got to a place where you started to be able to kind of get a handle on the depression or was, I mean, obviously now, but like, was that just honestly fairly was, recently or it was honestly okay. when I really started to get a handle on it was through music. So that's when the music for me started three years ago. Right. Um, up until that point, I was still very much, you know, didn't want to live anymore. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of things happened a few years ago. Yeah. that really sent me over the edge um, to where I just I never wanted to wake up. I never wanted to get out of the bed. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I turned to music because there was a specific song at that period of time that I just listened to all the right. time. And it really just, it showed me that music can be such a healing power. Mm. Uh, and so I just dove into music. I started putting my feelings down onto paper and trying to turn them into something you know very beautiful out of something yeah. so dark yeah um and that's really whenever i feel like i started to come into myself and realize not only can i help myself but i can possibly help other people mm -hmm. by putting this out and so you know between my wife and music and my daughter they all three of those things have saved my life yeah yeah so. no i and i i think given that you know everything about you is so completely intertwined i think it makes sense to tell everybody at this point so we don't have to be kind of you know <laughs> you've been very kind to me as somebody interviewing you where you're not like and this happened where i haven't asked you the question yet and and all of that which is fine however it goes it goes um it's like it's not about <laughs> me asking a question but you know, um, I think it, 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 this seems like a reasonable place to go into everything that, you know, we've been alluding to. Um, and again, I, I know I said this before we started and everything and, and, but just, you know, you take this at your pace. Okay. Um, cause I know it's a lot and I know that you talk about it a lot and everything, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it, grief is a funny thing. It, you never know when it's gonna it's ramp true. itself up. So, you know, I mean, I, I remember, you know, having lost my grandma and, you know, sort of getting through it. And then like a year and a half later, I was in a supermarket and I saw something on the shelf that like, you know, she always used to have in the ha and I just lost it in the supermarket, you know, and I was just like, what is ha happening right now? You know, like what? So I just want to be mindful and careful and respectful of that. But so um, guys, this is buckle up because, um, I have been crying all week and I knew <sighs> this story <laughs> and even just every time I come back to it, um, it's so heartbreaking and it's so beautiful in its way. Um, so just, I, I this is not what they call a trigger warning, but I just want to mention to people, you know, we're going to get into some heavy shit right now, but, um, <laughs> so, um, do you want to start with Jesse? Is there something that we start so, with before that? Or I feel like I want to set it up. Dude, um, go ahead. However you want to talk about this. Is, it will, I feel like you. it might make a lot more sense whenever I do get to Jesse. Yeah? Um, okay. You know, so a lot of my issues came from childhood. Like I said, uh, I grew up with a mother who's an alcoholic and an addict and was always in and out of rehab. And, mm. you know, me and my siblings, we would always be in between ha homes, like my grandparents' house or my mom would have a house for a certain period of time, but then we'd have to, it was just a lot of that for right. a long time. And I think 
you know, it didn't really affect my siblings in the same way that it did me. I am the oldest. Right. So I think I was older and able to kind of see what was happening and understand. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I had that to deal with, but also I'm from Louisiana for anybody that doesn't know, I live in Louisiana and, you know, I don't want to offend anybody that is from Louisiana or from the sure. South or anything like that. Whenever I say this, but I've always felt from the time, from my very first memory that I can have, I've always felt very different and mm. I've always felt very out of place mm. and like, I didn't belong here or mm. like in this life, you know, or something like there was always just something off. Okay. Um, and that came across in just the way that I was as a kid. It came across the way that I was as a teenager. Um, it was just very different. I got bullied for it. The first mm. time I got bullied was in fourth grade just because I wasn't like all the other boys. I didn't hunt. I didn't fish. I didn't watch sports. I didn't do what the typical boy in Louisiana is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I got bullied from fourth grade until my senior year of high school. I, this is going to sound crazy, but in my senior year of high school, I dropped out and got my GED. I was yeah. that close to graduating. That doesn't sound crazy at all. You hit, you, you were Keith from nightfall did basically the same exact thing. It was like, I cannot, I just couldn't take tolerate this one more day. Like I can't do it. And good for you really for, for knowing that and then doing that. Cause yeah, it does. That does not sound crazy to me in the slightest bit. Not at all. It felt crazy at the time. You know, I was like a few months away from graduating, but whatever, yeah. you know, it, it was just kind of a, like a lot of things boiled up at that point. And I just, you know, and back then mental health really wasn't, you no. know, as acceptable yeah. conversation as it is today. And so Not at all. Yeah. when my principal pulled me in and was like, you keep skipping school, never asked me why, <laughs> you know, never tried to like help me work through whatever it would have been that I might've been going through. She was basically just like, you need to go. You're, you're not going to be able to make up the days, whatever. So, so long story short, you know, I've just always been different. I've always felt out of place and it got to a point where I was diminishing myself Mm. and pretending to be something that I knew I wasn't or that I didn't want to be just to try to fit in even with just my family. I didn't have friends, never had friends that I really could relate to. So it was mainly just my family. You know, I started wearing camouflage. I never hunted a day in my life and I started wearing camo just to try to like relate to mm. certain family members. And it just, it got to a point where it was eating me alive. And I was just like, I am absolutely miserable. Yeah. Um, but I, I just kept doing it. And I think that was a big part of my depression was, you know, pushing down the person that I truly wanted to be and truly wanted to express myself as. Um, and so then it took until this very big event in my life to wake up. Um, so, you know, I was, like I said, never really, I never pursued music. I was working a normal job. I was chasing the next dollar. I was trying to support my family the best way that I could. I was also still at the time trying to make my family proud. Mm -hmm. by having a good job and having a nice house and nice things. And, right. you know, that was all I cared about. Right. All I cared about. Right. Who and, you were supposed to be, right? Like it says in the yeah. song, right? Yeah. 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 And so that's all I focused on. And one night in December of 2018, um, I got a phone call in the middle of the night. I'm sorry. Take your time, sweetheart. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Guys, this is it's a lot and and again, Corey Corey is very transparent on all his social media, okay? So he's had to tell and again, Corey, we do not have to do this, honey, okay? So nope. it is I want okay. To. okay. 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 Take your time. I got right, you. So, 
So, you know, one night, actually, no, it was 2019. 2019, yeah. I didn't want to correct you, but I was like, I think it was 2019. I always, yeah. always say that because it was December 18th of 2019. Right, right, right. Um, you know, also, I want to throw this in there, too. Um, because of, you know, my mom being an addict and an alcoholic, uh, one of the things that I always made sure to stay away from was drugs and alcohol and, like, abusing drugs. But at this particular time in my life, um, I was working so much that I started to abuse Adderall just to be able to like get my work done. And, you know, there were many, many, many nights where I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. I would just work all night, go to work the next morning, uh, work all day. And then sometimes even stay up that night too. Mm -hmm. It was, it was absolutely just, it was a horrible period of time, but I felt like it's what I needed to do. Um, and looking back on it, like I'm so, I'm always so disappointed in myself that I did that just because it was something that was very important to me to always stay away from. So I just want people to know that are watching this, you know, no matter how hard we try, we're going to fuck up. That's right. And that was just a very bad lapse of judgment in my life. Um, well, but, but Corey, before you move ahead, like, okay, I am a, Everybody who watches this show is, is they know where I'm going <laughs> already with this. Like I'm a very staunch um, opponent of anybody judging themselves or being harsh with themselves. And especially for something that you were not only genetically predisposed to, right? But mm -hmm. also, um, and I mean, Gabor Mate says it most eloquently, but I, you know, a lot of people are familiar at this point with the fact that trauma is a gateway drug, right? Like to anything. And, you know, given why you were trying to be up and focused and productive and whatever, I don't think, well, I can't tell you how to feel, but consider that, you know, you, that was not really a choice that you were making <laughs> or a failing that you had. It was just something that you were doing to try to be who you thought you had to be and to try yeah. and get what you needed from the people who were supposed to be giving it to you to begin with. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't mean to tell you no, your no, life, no, no. That, but that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and that is true. That's very true. Um, I think where a lot of the regret comes is right. Uh, okay, let me just get into right. what happened. Yeah, because okay. that's where the regret comes in. Yeah, I understand, um, and it's also the reason why I changed um, everything. But so you know, I'm up. I'm working December eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Um, up late, and I'm like, I'm gonna try to go to bed tonight. So I go lay down, you know, and I always used to sleep with my phone on vibrate. Um, and for by some miracle, I was able to hear or feel my phone vibrating this night at around two or three in the morning, I believe. And it was my sister. And I just knew immediately something was wrong. Yeah. And, you know, I answered and she said, Jesse, which was my brother, he was 18 at the time. Um, she said, Jesse has been in a very bad car accident. Can you, you need to come up to the hospital? Yeah. Uh, Cause it doesn't look good. So I'm like, you know, okay. So I get up. I don't even remember driving there i don't even remember telling my wife was still up at that hour of the night she was still up in the kitchen cleaning and i remember getting up and being like i have to go to the hospital jesse's in a wreck um so i get to the hospital somehow and you know the first person that i see as i'm walking in is my mom and she's just almost on the ground 
screaming. Um, yeah. And it's just a sound that I'll never be able to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. um, and so I go up to her and she's talking with a neurosurgeon and he said, or she said, um, you don't need to come up and see him. Uh, it's not looking good. He's not going to wake up. Um, and so, you know, she brings us up to the room and we walk in and it was just the most unbelievable experience that I've ever had because he's just laying there and he just, he looks like he's just asleep. You know, whenever you picture somebody being in a horribly bad accident, car accident, you don't expect to just look at them and not see, right? you know, like a mangled mess or whatever. Right. And so, you know, it's, all morning we're we're all just sitting there and we're just crying. Nobody's nobody's talking to each other. Um we're just like holding his hand and you know, laying on him and stuff like that. And there was a moment you know, following that in that same day, like as it you know, the sun came out and more family and stuff started to come. There was a moment that everything changed for me and it was um we're all sitting around. We know that he's not going to wake up. Uh, so we're starting to talk about funeral arrangements and stuff like that. And, you know, m all my family members start pulling their phones out and they're like, we need to get some pictures together to make like a slideshow or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And they're all, you know, they're going through their phones and they're finding all these pictures and they're showing each other and they're laughing about, you know, funny yeah. things that he did and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just scrolling through my pictures and I can't find one single picture of me and my brother and you know all i'm seeing is all the stuff that i would do at that time for work it's just work 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 there's not even pictures of my daughter in there and at that moment i threw my phone down and i just said you know what i'm not fucking going back to that job you know because at that point with that job there was no cutting back for me Mm -hmm. They weren't, they weren't going to accept me coming in being like, I can't do this much anymore. Right. There wasn't going to be that. I knew the only way out was just to, I had to just yeah. quit and just figure it out. And, um, so that happened. I quit. I think probably the next week I had walked in there and I just quit. Um, that came with a lot of repercussions also that I won't get into. Um, That's right. but you know, a lot of things fell out from that. But, you know, so another big part of that day was when Jesse was brought into the hospital that night, nobody knew who he was because he didn't have his license or anything on him. Right, because he was a passenger, right? So it's not like he had his license, he was driving, he was... So he was a passenger. Um, he was riding with some friends. Uh, and the thing is, they were out late at night on a school night. Um, and... Hours before the accident happened, he actually spoke with my mom on the phone. They were in the vehicle. He was with like, he was with three of his friends. Um, he ended up getting off the phone. The last thing he said to my mom was, mom, I got to go before they kill me. Just because of the way that they were driving. I guess mm. not good. And so anyways, what ended up, what happened was they lost control on this road. Um, my, Jesse was in the back seat. None of the passengers, none of, nobody was buckled. Um, Jesse was in the back seat. They lost control and they hit a tree. Um, two of the passengers got ejected, I believe, or maybe maybe all three of them except Jesse. 
Um, I can't really remember. That's such a. It's okay. It's never really something that I focused on. Other no, than, it, you had enough to think about. Yeah. Yeah, but but with Jesse, you know, he went straight from the uh, back seat head first forward and got stuck uh, up under the dashboard, and he went without oxygen until EMTs got there. So he had brain trauma and he had the lack of oxygen. That's ultimately ultimately why uh, he passed. Um, but because this was only done to his brain. Um, they ended up finding in the wallet somewhere at the crash scene. And that's how they were able to find out who he was and notify the family. Mm -hmm. um, but something that was crazy that the whole family didn't even know was a month before this, he turned 18 and he went and renewed his license and he signed himself up to be an organ donor. Uh, and I don't, he didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew that. I didn't, I didn't realize you didn't know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize you. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, what a thing for an 18 year old to do, right? Yeah. You know, I don't think I realized that was even on my license until I was older than that. So, I mean, that's pretty, you know, tremendous and obviously a, a, um, a huge piece of evidence of what kind of person, exactly, yeah. you know, Jesse was. So, he was, um, he so was the, okay. The, so they, 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 he had signed up to be an organ donor. And I mean, it is, is, you know, just to kind of, to kind of pause on all of that a little bit. So, I mean, you, shit, that's a lot. I mean, I, I know the story, know. but it's like, it doesn't matter no matter how many times I hear it. Um, you can't, you can't get, I mean, even as, as, a, as a person on the outside of it, I can't get my head around all of it. Like you were in it, that was your brother. So like, I can't, I can't even, you know, think about, um, you know, where you must've been with all that, but to, to be at a, point where you know you you are losing your brother who i guess in in a way you kind of had all already accepted you had lost him to sit there and say i'm i'm not i'm not going to throw my life away anymore on something that isn't who i am or what i want to be doing and and like and and it's part of why empty is so powerful because while it's lyrically beautiful you're talking in that song like you're just saying everything yeah. you know that that we're saying here you know yeah. and 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 just, yeah in three minutes instead of in th exactly yeah. and but no but i mean and and it it is it is powerful even for people who don't know your backstory before everything with Jesse, you know, everything with Jesse like you know and, and i'm not interrupting you obviously we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I want to make sure we highlight everything that comes next, but like to have the fortitude to look through your phone and, and figure out that you were just, that was it. You were it done. Was so clear. Were it was at that moment. It was so clear. Um, you know, and the thing about Jesse and like you said, uh, with him uh, signing up as an organ donor shows the kind of person he was, that is the kind of person that he was. He was very, loving and accepting of every single person yeah. this this kid was you know he thought he was a thug he loved mm -hmm. you know rap music he loved to rap period yeah. um no telling what he would have done but you know he came off as like this like thug type like you know bro dude whatever you want right. to say but yeah yeah but every time i would see him he would give me the strongest hug and just yeah. you know he loved every single person so much and um, he he lived his life the most in the most fulfilled way that he could. He did anything that he wanted to do. 
Um, mm. He didn't care who it pissed off. He didn't care if it made him look stupid. He didn't care. He did not care. He got out at stop signs and would give homeless people hugs and tell them that he yeah. loved them. Yeah. He was that kind of person. And in that moment in that hospital room when I was going through my phone, it was so clear that I was so lost and I was just so, you know, I was pretending to be something yeah. that was clearly making me miss not only, you know, moments with my family, but just, you know, being being who I actually wanted to be and expressing That's the right. things that I wanted to express. And, right. you know, it, it was just like a switch went off in that moment that, you know, here he is laying in this bed dying, who would have done such amazing things. He was such an amazing person. And that yeah. was taken from him. Yeah. And who am I to sit here and be miserable and not take all the opportunities that I can take and not spread love and not spread kindness and not spread these things that he was trying to do. You know, I felt like it was my mission to change everything. And so I did, I changed everything. You know what I'm, and I hope you don't mind my saying this. <sighs> what I'm hearing is that even as he was going, Jesse was helping somebody and it was you, you know, Oh yes, absolutely. that you kind of became more like him in that moment, right? Like all of a sudden it was like, you know what? I'm going to live my life in a fulfilled way and I'm going to live for me and I'm going to, and not in a selfish way. It doesn't, right, you know, this, exactly. this, yeah. and it's, it's, it's so funny that what you say about, you know, you know, wanting to be a thug and all hard and tough and whatever. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, as we're going to see in a little bit, you know, every video of him, every, like, he just looks like such a love, you know, and, and that, that, that tough guy act was just that, you know, just, like, oh, yeah. I'm cool. Enough. Yeah. But like, I, 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 I am so proud of you that you just took charge of your life at that moment, because it, it is people who aren't everybody has trauma, right? Like nobody gets out of life without it. That's just you, if you, you know, even if you lock yourself in a room and you never talk to any bird or whatever, and you avoid everything you think you possibly can, that's traumatic on its own, right? So like everybody has trauma, but like mm -hmm. trauma in childhood and specifically the kind of trauma in childhood that you're talking about, where it's people who are primary, who create your sense of the world and teach you about the level of safety in the world and protect you from the world until you're too old to not figure out how shitty it can be. Mm -hmm. um, that it changes you in a way that is, it doesn't diminish grief that happens when you're, you know, a teenager or a young adult or, or, you know, a hundred years old or whatever, but it's different because you are, it's like looking at yourself in a funhouse mirror when you're still so little that you don't even really know who you are yet, you yeah. know? And so I, I am so impressed with the fact that even under all of that, that you were buried in, you know, just trying to please people and hide yourself and, you know, go along to get along and fit in and, you know, make everybody else happy and all of that, that you have this beacon in you that was like, but this is not me. This is not my life that I'm living. This is not what I want. This is not who I am. 
And to not only know that, and I don't know, Corey, if you realize, but not everybody who goes through the kind of shit that you've gone through knows that about themselves. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people get lost and they stay lost. I know. You know, and, and there's a strength. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. I'll talk forever. So feel free to say No, something. I will too. But, but no, I was going to say, I think realizing that is, you know, the reason why music is so important to me and the stuff that I write, um, you know, I am going to, people always tell me not, not fans or anything, but, you know, professionals, they're always like, you need to write some simple stuff, some stuff that, you know, isn't so deep. And I'm like, I will, but I have a lot of things that I want to get out. Yeah. And, you know, it not only helps me, but it also helps other people because there are so many people that are stuck and that don't even see, yeah, you know, I, certain things. And I'm I don't, still, I don't, like, I don't know if you need to write simple stuff. Like that sounds to me like people being like, okay, well, there's a formula that you have to follow. And like, people yeah. aren't that deep. And like, I know that that people, there are so many people, especially as you said, you know, people didn't talk about mental health like we do now, even 10 years ago. Like it was just, it wasn't quite taboo at that point, but it was still pretty close, you know? And now I think part of why you're blowing up the way that you are is because you actually have something important to say. You know, yeah, you could get up there and sing na 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 na, and people would listen to it because it's gonna sound good, right? But like you actually, and your music, you're processing things. You know, right. it's it's yeah. not just something you're giving away or throwing away. It's it's that's you putting, like you said, sitting down and putting your feelings onto paper and trying to express them in a way where you can share them with other people. So, you you're I don't know, you do what you need to do, but don't don't necessarily listen to everybody because <laughs> you know what you're doing and you're just fine but so okay I, I didn't mean to derail us but i did just want to you know kind of point some of that up because it is jesse's story Corey, but it's also your story you know so so you know i don't want you to get lost in there either but so we were talking about the fact that you know he had just turned 18 like a month before the accident right yeah. so you know he he was just you know signed up as an organ donor Guys, this is um, this is incredible. What what this what this boy did, um, mm. even after he passed. So why why don't you let everybody know about you know um, how how he helped so many people? Yeah. So um, at, at a certain point after they were getting ready to officially declare him uh, brain dead, um, we had some nurses come in, and they're from an organization in Louisiana, it's called LOPA. Mm -hmm. um, it stands for Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. Um, they came in to talk about organ donation with my mom. And so I went out with my mom for that conversation. And, you know, it was a, it was a tough conversation to have. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also, it was almost just like, my mom, we, we had this look and we just knew, you know, this is 1000% what Jesse would want. Um, that's why he signed up. Um, right. Even if he never thought it would happen, like this is what he would want. Um, so then they started, you know, we started going through that process and real quick, I don't know if any of them are going to watch this, but I do still kind of work with them yeah. a little bit today. So they might, I just want to say yeah. that LOPA and that whole organization, I can't speak highly mm -hmm. enough of them. They are just the most incredible people. They are the most empathetic people for families in that situation. And, you know, they continuously, it's been three years and they're still, you know, they hold events every year 
to remember everybody. And they just make everything so much smoother during such a very hard time. So I just want to give them a huge shout out real fast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, LOPA. Okay. Louisiana yeah. Organ Procurement Agency. Agency? Agency. Yeah. Agency. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is, that is not an easy conversation to begin with a family that is already reeling. So if you felt like in that moment, they made things easier they did that's that's a real testament because holy shit i mean that that is not a conversation um that anybody wants to have on either right. side right so um no I'm, I'm glad that you shouted them out absolutely um absolutely so okay so you and your mom you knew that was 100 percent. jesse would be screaming at you if you guys said no right oh, so yeah. um yeah. so this this brother of yours um has has made a huge difference in a lot of lives so and and you 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 know what i love is that you you've gotten to meet some of these recipients so i mean the the mm -hmm. three main ones were uh so he gave sight to a lady in egypt um she we haven't met her right. um but he donated his corneas he was able to donate everything you know because it was only all the only damage was to his brain mm -hmm. so he was able to donate his tissues his um bone marrow. Um, he donated his pancreas. We got to meet the recipient of that. Um, he also donated his kidneys and his heart. We got to actually meet the recipient of his heart. Um, I can't, it kind of sucked though, because this was crazy. It's like he, we were never able to post about him um, because the, the religion that he grew up in doesn't allow Oh, for, a video or for um him to receive organs from another person oh. it's actually like his it, it was a whole like it's a very interesting thing to learn about i never knew that that was a thing wow. um so yeah we we got to meet the recipient of his heart though that was that was the most amazing experience was getting to hear his heartbeat again yeah that was very special um so yeah he donated so you met the recipient of his heart, you met the recipient of his pancreas and one of his kidneys, right? Yes. That was the same person, I think? Yes, the kidney and the pancreas went to uh, one person, but unfortunately that recipient has passed away. Oh. Uh, Cause he just had, he had a lot of other, you know, problems. Sure, okay. But we did get to meet him. He actually lived in Louisiana. Um, okay. The other guy, the recipient of his heart lived in Texas, right next door to us. Mm -hmm. um, so he actually drove all the way here to meet us and, he went to the grave gravesite with us and everything. Mm. Um, it's a really cool experience. But yeah, he's he's helped countless countless people with his tissues and his long bones and um, yeah, it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. And I shared a video on Facebook a while back of kind yeah. of that story. And still to this day, the video gets a lot of attention. But one of the one of the coolest things about the video was how many stories there were in the comments from other yeah. families or, you know, people that have lost someone or people that have received uh, the gift of life from someone else. Uh, so that's been really, I think kind of healing for everybody in the family to kind of go yeah. and read. No. And, and I mean, I, I, you know, you said it in the video that if, cause I, it was, it's gotta be well over a million people who've seen that by now. I don't even know if it's, it's, I think it's 2 at, million or <laughs> the one on Facebook's at 2.8 million, I believe. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and what you said was, and I, and I, 
I know that you mean it, that you said if there was ever a video that you put out that you wanted to go viral, (laughs) it was that one. And, um, you know, it, it, you know, we talked about this before we started, but um, I don't usually do this because, you know, we're, we're a song, um, you know, one and done kind of show. But I, I, this was me guys. I said to Corey, I feel like we, we have to play. We have to play it. We have to play the video. Um, so you are singing in the stars. Um, that's a yes. Benson Boone cover, Benson Boone, yes, right? Um, cover. And um, put together, and I, I mean, like I, I <laughs> Greg can can vouch for this. Um, you know, I have seen that video. I don't know how many times. I don't know how many of the two point eight million views are, are me, but it's <laughs> it's a larger number than I <laughs> would probably ordinarily admit to. But. Um, every single time I watch it, I end up sobbing my eyes out, like just sobbing my eyes out. And, and so, so everybody I'm warning you, like, if you don't feel like crying your eyes out right now, just, just go, go get a sandwich or something for a couple minutes. Cause it, it, you have to be made of absolute stone. Um, if this does not affect you, but, um, I wanted to play, um, this in the stars cover, um, really to honor Jesse even more than to, to showcase Corey's vocals. But Corey, I don't know how you got through singing that. I really don't. Um, I, like, I really, you know, we have another one like that, that we're, that we're going to be getting to, but like, I, I don't know how you managed it because, um, the combination of the music and the lyrics and the videos. Um, and again, just because I do like to make sure people are aware of what they're about to see, you know, it is a series of videos of Jesse before he passed and then some video of Jesse as he was passing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and so for anybody who's not going to be okay with that, I just want to give you a minute to, to step away, but and it's um, nothing super graphic. It's, it's not graphic at all. No, it's beautiful. But some people do find it disturbing. Some people, right? That. And I, and I, I, I would say, unless this is something that you really feel, it's nothing gruesome. It's nothing no. graphic. It's, it's just, it's so personal and and heartbreaking and beautiful. And so, um, why don't we play that now? <laughs> I'll take a little breath, and then um, we'll come back and we'll talk some more about it. So this is Corey Allen's cover of In the Stars by Benson Boone to honor his brother, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Sunday mornings were your favorite. I used to meet you down on Woods Creek Road. Like you were famous Even though it's only church Where we were going Now Sunday mornings are just sleeping It's like I buried my faith with you I'm screaming at a God I don't know if I believe in Cause I don't know what else I can do I'm still holding on to everything that's dead and gone I don't want to say goodbye Cause this one means forever And now you're in the stars at 6pm 
rest of my heart and left the rest in pieces. Digging through your old birthday letters, a crumpled twenty still in the box. Yeah, I don't think that I could ever find a way to spend it, even if it's the I mean, I. Oh, I don't boy. know how I did. I don't know how I did it either. I don't. And you know, for um, when he passed, and like we did, we got all the photos and everything from the family. I made this. I made the m memorial video that was played at the funeral. Yeah. And people still ask me, "How did you even do?" This? Especially right then, at that, something took over me. Yeah. Uh, during that period of time, I don't know how I was able to do it because I can't even, because there's like a long, there's a 10 minute long, it's his memorial video. It includes his honor walk that they did at the hospital. Yeah. Um, it includes every, it's 10 minutes long and I can't even watch the full thing to this day because it just tears me up yeah. every time. Um, but yeah, with that song, it's almost like I know I had to sing it so many times in order to kind of it had to be something where i don't really think about what i'm doing it's kind of yeah. almost muscle memory where yeah 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 i know exactly what you mean and and it doesn't mean that it isn't real and it doesn't mean that there isn't emotion behind it but you have to you have to almost make it so automatic that you can get into like a, yeah. a zone of routine with it so that you can just get through it you know like i mean to to bring up your <laughs> idol no pun intended but I, I, and it's a little bit of a digression, but I feel like we could, we can <laughs> lighten the mood a little. It's not really even light, but, but like, yeah. hmm? I said, we can go this way. A little yeah. Bit well, we, you, we, you and I, we're, we're going to, we're going to ADHD this motherfucker. But like, I, um, I, 
saw a performance by Kelly Clarkson. Um, I don't, I think it was maybe on one of the idol finales or something. And she mm. was very, very, very pregnant. You probably know what I'm talking about because you sitting yeah. So she, she did that, um, her song piece by piece, yep. um, where she's talking about, you know, her father who abandoned her and she's pregnant and she's mm -hmm. married at the time. And, um, you know, she's singing the song and she just starts to break down. Yeah. And it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen because it was just so real. You know, these people are, you know, they're products to a degree, right? I mean, like, you know, you go and you get out and you sing and you plug your single and you do the thing and then you go and you do it again and you do it again, you know, and to, just to see somebody in their humanity like that, who we've seen, you know, so famous and do so many songs so many times or whatever, you know, and she's just sort of apologizing through it and like, I think Keith Urban was watching it and he's crying. He's crying, crying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm crying watching it, whatever. And like, I, 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 I didn't see the show in the time, but like I saw, I think it showed up on like reels or TikTok or something. And I was just like, God, she sounds so good. And she's like 11 years pregnant or whatever. And like, how does she even have the breath to sing that? But my point being like, you know, you can't do that every time and get through it. Like you, mm -hmm. you can't, I mean, she's sung that song thousands of times knowing exactly what the lyrics are about and she manages to get through it and it was just that one time that it just and yeah. she's like i'm hormonal i'm pregnant i can't help it you know like so i i i, I totally understand where you had to kind of i just, just had to distance i had to, for that moment you yeah. know of recording the song i yeah. really had to just kind of yeah distance myself a little bit from yeah. it yeah um but because all that feeling is still so it's right there i mean it's it's beautiful, Corey. And, and Thank I mean, you. again, your, your voice is just so gorgeous. And, you know, it, it's, it's when you get toward the end and you really start building and there's all that dynamic and it's just, you know, you're up in the stratosphere singing and whatever. And like that video gets me so hard because in just a few clips, you get such a sense of Jesse from those videos. You know, mm -hmm. you get such a sense of, you know, him in the backseat of the car rolling around on the pillow and just being a goofball and like, you know, break dancing or whatever for his friend. You know, I mean, like, it's just, you just, you, you captured all of that so beautifully. And the first time I saw it, I remember thinking like, oh, this is so beautiful. He's doing a memorial video and, you know, we're, we're getting to see jesse and and you know who he was and what he was like and and get a real sense for his personality and everything and i was not expecting the honor walk i was not expecting that and it just levels me every time because i cannot imagine as a mom as you know anybody who loves as a daughter as as a, you know love, you love anybody and 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 you lose them and i cannot even imagine that moment but um just to make it clear to everybody, the reason that Jesse was being put on a plane was because the procurement surgery was not being done at the hospital that he was originally at. So he had to be, you yeah, know, was in a whole different um, parish. Right. Uh, Louisiana, Louisiana talk for county. Yeah. yeah. Different county. <laughs> so, it was in a whole different county. So they had to fly. Yeah. Uh, there. Yeah. I had a lot of that. I didn't even think that that would be a question. <laughs> But I had a lot yeah. of people ask, why was he getting on a plane? But yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but, back and right, right. To, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, it, it is, 
it is an astounding thing that given the severity of the accident that he was in, that he was in a, a place where he, I'm trying not to be grotesque in how I say this, because there's so many words that I'm thinking of, I'm like, that's the wrong one, that's the wrong one, but like that he was able to donate everything that he was, because mm -hmm. like the odds on that were not yeah. real high, <laughs> like, that's and, 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 and that's amazing to me, you know, that, that all of that, that they found his license and that, that, or something that indicated that he was an organ donor. You guys didn't know that. We didn't know. You, yeah. You might not have been asked that question or made that choice. And then, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so sad to hear that, that one of the recipients has since gone, but you know, they had extra time that they mm -hmm. wouldn't have had. You know, and then and then there are all of these people. There's a woman who can see now. That's yeah. it's, incredible. It's incredible. It is. It is and that's your brother. That's just that's Jesse. You know, and and I just so many people don't either think to sign up as an organ donor or choose not to. And and look, I'm not gonna shit on anybody who makes their choices, but I am gonna laud the people who do decide to do that because look at what Jesse did. You know, look yeah. at that. That that that. He's, and it's so cliche to say, but it's really true. He's living on in so many people, right. you know, and, and, you know, little kids are going to grow up and, and, and have lives that they might not have because, you know, there was tissue or bone marrow or, so, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's astounding to me, but I, you know, you understandably lose your brother and lose your brother very young and lose your brother very young in a very sudden and very tragic way. And as somebody who's already coming to the party with a, a, a history of depression, um, that's going to level you. Like, mm -hmm. and just. It almost did. And it almost yeah. did. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I mean, like I said earlier, that was the moment where I decided that I was going to change everything. But that, I'm not to say that like it was an easy process, it was very difficult. Um, you know, I lost a lot. And, you know, I went through a good pretty much a year of still feeling like, what am I going to do? What, mm -hmm. who, what am I supposed to do? What am I, you know, what I, I had no plan. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, you know, around the time TikTok came around. So that now we can get back to this part. Yeah. You know, I saw this video on there of a man, of a guy covering a song. It's called Dancing in the Sky. Yeah. by Danny and Lizzie. I'd never heard the song before. I just heard his cover and I was just like, it just brought me to tears. And so I went and researched the song, found that original and I played that song. I can't even tell you how many times I played that mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. um, it just really helped me through a lot of things. And that was the cut. That was my very first singing video ever yeah. was of that song. I did a little clip of that, posted it. Um, and then everybody, you know, kept telling me to do it. I need to do more. Uh, so that's really where I took the dive into music. Yeah. Uh, and then once I started writing, it was like a whole nother game. It was like, that's really where, you know, that writing is my therapy. Yeah. That's really where I can like process things that I didn't even know I was experiencing, but it somehow will come out on the paper and I'll be like, damn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can write and build something from that and, um, in turn, help other people possibly. So, oh no, very just, definitely. I mean, you know that, you know, because I, 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 you know, 
again, I deep dive on everybody that comes on this show and like, you know, you, you have a lot of videos, you have a lot of stuff out, you have a lot of social media just in general. And, you know, you go through any video of yours and you're going to see comments of people going, you know, I lost my mom, I lost my brother, I lost my spouse, I lost my child, I, you know, I almost, you know, gave up and, and was this close to suicide yeah. and I, you know, and, and, you know, this song, you know, and, or, you know, you or something that you said or a video that you posted, like has helped me so much. And thank like you are actively, because look, I mean, you, were you a different person? You could be starting to blow up like you are and have the talent that you do and just take the easy straight path with that, right? Write the catchy mm -hmm. bubblegum stuff, whatever people, you know, want to hear these days and, and just do that and be fine. And that would be great. And I would support you in that too. But like, I mean, just even, you know, now it'll be, you know, a couple months ago um, when this is airing, but you know, I, I messaged you two nights ago when we were doing the fundraiser drive yeah. for, for Yanni. And I said, Hey, Corey, um, and you know, Corey and I have talked a bit, but it's not like, you know, we're besties or anything. So like, it was kind of a, I took a moment where I was like, ah, is this okay? I don't want him to think I'm like, you know, capitalizing on his success or whatever. But I was just like, I know this guy is so dedicated to helping other people. And this is another way to do that. So I just said, would you be willing, you know, to maybe just amplify this cause for a little bit? And like, literally he didn't even have time to answer me. He was too busy posting it. And, and I felt I, so bad because it was kind of later in the day. And I was like, damn. I didn't reach out to you once. It didn't occur. I was so I know, crazy. But I wasn't, it was not wasn't. your fault. No. Well, you're you're busy. You have a whole life and, and, and a lot of stuff going on. But like, it was the second that you saw it, it was up. And, and in that post, guys, Corey said something like, you know, I always said to myself that if I ever got to a certain level where I had a platform to do it, I'm going to use it to help people any way that I can. And like, this cause mm -hmm. is amazing and whatever. And like, that meant so much to me, Corey, that you did that. You didn't have to do that. You don't know us that well. You don't, you know, and, and, and it's just, um, I know, you, I know, oh, well, thank you. But I know, you know, intellectually that you're helping people, but like, I don't know how much emotionally you let it resonate with you, how much you're really helping people with what you're doing. Because, you know, if you, I, I like to think that when people are really in a place where they're either, I don't know if we're ever fully healed from everything, but at least that where we're healing and we're farther away from the damage than closer to it, people tend to try to become who they wish they had when they needed someone. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I see you doing that every day. Like I see you showing up for people and that video that you made, um, you know, for your brother, so many people replied to that. And I saw you trying to reply to every trying. single person. And I'm like, Oh, honey, you're, this is never going to, like you, you can't, like, it's never going to happen. And I mean, so it was so smart to finally make a video to kind of address everything because yeah. you, you can't like you, you could millions of people. There's no, <laughs> if you spent the rest of your life just replying to that one video, you would still be doing it. So, I mean, I, <laughs> but, but, but that's, I mean, it is such a, a testament to who you are as a person 
that you've survived everything that you've survived, which like, let's be real, Corey, holy shit. Like, I mean, it's a lot. And, yeah, and I know it is, but I also, I'm always just like, I know, you know, people yes. go through worse things, obviously. Yes. Right. Um, but, you know, grief is like a container. It will fill whatever size container it is. You know, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's, you don't have to compare it, but yes, you go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off, but oh, that's all I was going to say. I just, oh. <laughs> I don't ever want to come across like I'm saying I've had the worst, you know, you didn't life say or, it. No, nope, neither did I. I, I just, no, I always like to make sure I'm not. No, no. Diminishing see, people that have also been through these or... guys. Do you see? <laughs> no, but like, no, but look, I mean, it is. It it's not like the misery Olympics or anything, but like you know, yeah. you at least would have placed if not medaled, right? Like this is a lot. <laughs> like it's it's a lot to to live through and to you know to overcome. To say it in a cheesy way, but like you really are, you know, even your merch, which I'm sorry I don't have it. I ordered it hoping, and I didn't realize you were going to be scheduling so fast because like oh I'll be able to wear it when I interview him, and then we were like oh we have this thing like three days later or whatever, but um, all your merch is not even like, oh, you know, the Corey Allen experience or whatever. It's like mental health matters. Like yeah. that's your, that's what you're putting forward. That's mm -hmm. the thing you want on your merch. And I love you for that, you know, but yeah, your name's on it. But like, I was trying to actually find something that was like more Corey, you know, forward or whatever. But like, you, you know, even in that you're, you're, you're making, you're, you're making the focus about how you're trying to help people. Yeah. You I, know? Like to, I like to, you know, with my message and with my platforms and, you know, the things that I do have, like, like you said, like I said in that post, you know, I never want it to just be about me because it isn't just about me. Yeah. Um, the reason why I'm here today is because of not only myself, but other people, um, you know, we all have power. We all mm -hmm. have influence on, you know, those around us and the messages that we spread do matter to people. And, mm -hmm. Um, I never wanted this to be a game where it's like, this is all, this is the Corey Allen show. This is, you know, this is my TikTok page and all you're going to get here is just what I can do right. vocally. You know, I, I always set out on, this is so much bigger than that for me. Um, and whenever it comes to like the writing, the music stuff and like the professionals tell me you need to create simple songs and stuff, you know, it's because they're assuming that, you know, I want to go mega viral. I want to become mega famous, you know, and these are the tools that you have to have and the right. procedures that you should follow in order to right. achieve that whenever right. that's not necessarily my goal. My goal is just to be able to inspire um, and influence people in a positive way on however big of a stage I can. Right. Um, right. You know, I'll be fulfilled, you know, if this is the level that I achieve for the rest of my life, you know, I'll be fulfilled at the end of it. I will be yeah. proud of myself. Um, for not only overcoming, you know, a lot of the things that I've been through, but also, you know, always trying to help others and always trying to make other people feel like they're just as important as they think I am. Yeah. Um, that's just, it's just a big, that's what drives me. <laughs> yeah. So it's very important. Well, and, but, th but that, I mean, you know, you said that you didn't really felt like you had a purpose, right? And like, this is clearly your purpose. Like, yeah. this is clearly what, you were meant to be doing it was to take everything that you lived through and everything that you felt and everything that you know and look i mean let's not tie it up with a bow it's not like it all went away and it doesn't still affect you but i mean that that you've that you've grown from and 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 to use it to 
connect to other people that are maybe not as far along in healing yeah. as you are yeah. and don't have the support system that you do now, you know? And, and I think that, you know, the fact that that dancing in the sky cover blew up the way that it did, um, just as much as you do, I love that that was the thing that not only brought attention to you, I but know, that too. really got you into music. Like, really, mm -hmm. so, cause let's not forget guys, you know, Corey, you know, for, 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 you know, being 10 years old and seeing Kelly Clarkson and being like, Ooh, you know, I, I want to do that. Didn't do that. Right. It was secret bedroom concerts for yourself and, you know, kind of, you know, hiding your light under a bushel as they say and all of that. But I mean, to get to a point where, you know, you've gone through everything you've gone through, you've lost Jesse. And then the thing that begins the process of you starting to heal is music. It's so poetic, you know, I mean, that's just so poetic that, that, and I think a lot of people, you know, watching and listening to this right now can resonate with that. You know, mm -hmm. people who've been in dark places and music was the light that got them back out of it, you know, or at least gave them a reason to stick around for another day, you know? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, it, it's at that point, then you, you know, you did this cover, um, you know, you, you started healing yourself. You were helping to, to hear other people's stories and let them heal a little bit from, from what you were putting into it. And, and I think part of that is that, you know, people can hear music that's beautiful, that has a message that, you know, um, they resonate with. But I think the thing that makes the difference in it is that if the person who is singing it, writing it, performing it, playing it, whatever, is resonating with the, with the story, you know, resonating with the emotion in the song. You know, it's mm -hmm. not, you know, you could sing anything, as I said, and make it sound pretty. You know, you could sing the phone book and I would probably, I would probably listen to that too, you know, but like it, but you, you know, you're singing something that you know about and you're singing about emotions and, and you tend to choose, you know, covers aside from, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk uh, also about grudges, but you tend to pick covers that have meaning like that. You know, you tend yeah. to pick things that are, that have emotional resonance and, and some sort of message for mm -hmm. people. So, I mean, when you're doing that, when you're saying, okay, you know, cause you did, you used to do those, they were fairly long too. You would, you know, be live for an hour, oh, yes. hour and a half, two hours and just singing. And, and, you know, I remember months and months and months ago, um, watching you on one of the lives and just, you know, sitting there harmonizing along to you, you know, on my couch um, and just being like, oh, his voice is so beautiful. And, and like, and just, you know, there were, there, and I, I, I can't even think of, of specifically what the songs were that, that day that you were doing, but I don't even think I knew some of them because, you know, being a fossil and all I listen to is indie music anymore. I don't, I don't know what the, you know, what the kids are listening to these days, but like, you know, just like, thinking about like the ones that I did know, or I was like, I'm hearing them in a new way. You know, I'm like hearing mm -hmm. them in a different way because of the way that Corey's singing them or covering them or arranging them or whatever. And like, I just, I, I love that, that even as a vocal thing, you can make it different, you know, even when you're singing to a track, you know, and that's pretty impressive. So <laughs> I, I, I love that your heart is in your voice like that, you know, that, that we know when you're singing like that, that you mean it. Hmm? I like that saying. I've oh. never heard that before. Oh, I, I just, I don't know if it's a saying. I just, it came out I like of my mind. I, I say a Part lot of things. Because <laughs> that, that is how I feel. I feel like, 
you know, when I do pick songs, I, obviously I love fun songs too. I love to yeah, sing. Yeah, of course. You know, it's not fun, all. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But typically, especially like if I'm doing a like a live show or something, I will ch I will choose songs that actually have yeah you know deeper meaning to me yeah uh, just because it's it comes across better I can perform that better you know I can have fun but it's just I don't know yeah. and and that's not for everybody and I completely understand that um, but that's just something that's very important to me I like to I feel I can like feel music you know in my yeah. in my blood I can feel it and if a song doesn't make me like tingle up or give me goosebumps you know that's probably not a song I'm going to cover but right i don't know i'm just i don't know i don't know what to say about that but i like the heart in the, in the your in heart the is in your voice there you go yes. well there you go when you when you're you know when you're on your world tour and uh you need a uh, a tagline for new merch you can feel free to use that that's fine i won't <laughs> even charge you for it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so i mean so so just to you know to sort of broaden it out to the music a little bit more um you know and and thank you for you know, not that we're done entirely necessarily talking about it because it, it may come up in other ways, but you know, thank you again, even though you've done it before for sharing Jesse's story and your story, you know, apart from that, because it's, it's, I, I don't ever take it for granted when people come and talk to me and open up about things like this, because it is in this community that always, you know, supports the show and watches like every single episode and, 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 and these people that I love so much so many of us have been kind of ragdolled by life, you know, and, and really appreciate people who not only talk about that openly so that we feel like we're seen and heard and understood, which is mm -hmm. what I think we all try to do for each other. Um, you know, people that, that have been through things and, and want to help people, you know, out as a result, but like that you are able to also put that into your music. You know, um, I think everybody that I've had on this show, you know, does that to some extent if they're mm -hmm. if they're writing originals that they, you know, will will try to to process or or explain or just share stuff that they've been through. And so like that, that's something that resonates. I think it's going to resonate with, you know, everybody who's listening to this. But you do write other stuff. You do sing about other stuff <laughs> and yes. other, you know, other things. And it it is not all, you know sad and dark and whatever guys it's 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 Corey as he said knows how to have a good time too so so like we we there are a couple things that I think I know about you and I'm not sure if they're still true or if they're actually accurate or not but like you work with Cheryl Porter um that whole thing that was an experience um okay. it wasn't supposed to happen that way okay um do you want me to tell us that story do you want to get into it? You don't have to. I don't mind. It's not a long story. Okay, that we it's not like <laughs> we're worried about time. Don't worry about it. Um, no. So like like you said back back in the day when I was doing you know multiple live streams a week, um, I met. I was actually it began as me being a fan of him, but his name is Raymond Sogato. Yeah, um, he's a incredible, oh yeah, incredible singer from Canada. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I used to do these live streams where I would have guests come and it'd be multiple boxes, you know, with different singers, uh, you know, just to try to give other people that platform to, yeah. you know, like I said, Helping it's not, it all, it's not yeah. all about me. That's right. You know, I want everybody to hear all these amazing people too. Well, yeah. 
one night he gets in my request box to join the lives and I'm like, there's no way this guy wants to join my life. So, you know, of course I let him in and he kills it with his performances that he did. And then after the stream, he had messaged me on Instagram and, um, sorry, there's like a bug that keeps flying. You can attract the bugs. You're just that big of a star, Corey. They just want to want to be around you. Yeah. (laughs) Or the light. Fine. Light your fame, whatever. Fine. But yeah. Okay. Go away, bug. We're talking about Raymond. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, um, Anyways, he was thanking me for, you know, letting him join and all this stuff. He's such a humble person. And so we kind of formed a friendship after that. And we were talking all the time, you know, FaceTiming a lot you know, not only with music stuff, but just kind of like life, yeah. you know, things that we go through and all that. Mm-hmm. And it was probably maybe a closer to six months after we initially began our friendship. He was like, look, I'm coming to Chicago uh, in November and I would love for you to try to come so we can like meet like yeah. in person and like yeah, sing yeah. together, make some videos, do whatever. And I'm like, Chicago is like 14 hours away from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. um, but he was going there. He was going there to work with Cheryl Porter, which anybody that doesn't know who that is, she's na- she's been named the world's number number one vocal coach. She's oh, yeah. incredibly she's famous. She's unbelievable. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, well, that's who he was going to work with. And so I ended up figuring out a way to get up there. And it was just to go meet him and like get to know him and do some Ooh. videos and stuff together, collaborate on some stuff. Um and I ended up bringing him to Cheryl's house for him to work instead of him taking an Uber. Uh, Cause I drove there from Louisiana. Right. Yeah. Jeez. So I had a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, did. instead of getting an Uber, I'll just bring you to her house. I mean, I'd love to see her house. So, you know, I'm sitting out in the truck the whole time and he texts me whenever he's done. He's like, she said, you can come in if you want to come meet her. <sighs> I lost my mind. Of course. So I go in there, you know, I meet her. And she's like, you want to come have some tea? We're, we're about to make some tea. Yes, please. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. So, you know, at this point, she doesn't even know who I am. She doesn't know what I do. She just knows yeah. I'm his friend. Yeah. So then she's asking me questions. She's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I sing too. Um, met Raymond on TikTok, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, you got to come sing for me now. Holy so I'm shit. like, oh. at this point in my singing career, other than on TikTok, and like my family and stuff, I had not sang really in public, like in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. It had just all been online. So I'm freaking out because not only am I about to sing in front of people that I've never Cheryl met, Porter. but it's Cheryl Porter. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, long story short, um, she loved it. She said, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we worked, she worked with me a little bit after that. She taught me a lot of things. I've really, you know, I learned a lot from her. Yeah. Just about things that I could do better uh, vocally, more health in a more healthy way. Mm. Um, and I've really been able to see the progression from that. So she's the only like formal coach that I've ever had. And it was okay. just a very short, like not even really my coach, you know, long term right. or anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. People always ask me, did I ever, did I go to lessons? Was I in choir? I've never done any of that. It's just no, you were you were you didn't want anybody to even know that you were doing it. So yeah, my family didn't even know until I posted a video on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean like that, <laughs> that that's uh you were definitely not, you know, going every day after school for for vocal lessons or anything. No, but I mean I just you know, it, it the fact that you you go in and you sing for a Cheryl Porter and she's like, Yeah, I think I would like to do more with you, like that had to make you feel good. 
Oh, because I was, mean, she could have been like, "Wow, you're certainly Raymond's friend. Please go away now." You know? It was <laughs> like, like it was didn't. a huge, it was a huge moment for me. It was a, mo- it was the moment where I was like, "Okay, maybe I can do this." That was mm-hmm. the moment where I was like, "This," you know. Um, I remember just when that happened. First thing I did was I walked out of her house and called my wife because I was just freaking out. Couldn't yeah. wait to tell her because she wasn't yeah. with me. Right. Um, it was just it was an amazing experience. The whole time in Chicago was just incredible. Um, no, and yeah. you guys sound incredible together. You really do. Thank like you. Yeah, all the is. harmonies and it, no, yeah, it's I know he's he's redonkulous too. Like guys, if you don't know Raymond Salgado, um, you probably do, but like he, you know, you can look him up and you'll you'll yeah. learn quickly enough. <laughs> he <laughs> was we're just, talking about. He was a finalist on Canada's Got Talent this past season. So yeah. He made oh, it pretty far on that show. Amazing, amazing. But um I I also I wanted to ask you because we played empty. But you have another song. So, guys, I know you're going to be sad because when you go on Spotify and you look Corey up, there are only two originals up there now. But he's writing a bunch of stuff. It's going to come out. You can always go to all his other social media and see all the covers and get plenty of, you know, Corey's voice while we wait for new things. But, like, you do have another song out called Grudges, and it is very different. It's about as different as it could possibly be in every single way from empty. So um, I'm gathering you were not in the happiest of (laughs) mindsets when you wrote that one either, but for for maybe different reasons. That one was definitely fueled more with anger. Yeah, Yeah, that's a a pretty Um, pissed off. So I get from that one. Um, and I'll, I'll say it because, you know, I, I always do. I never make comparisons unless I think they're favorable. And I never mean when I do it that it's like, you know, you just bit somebody else's song or style or whatever. But like, you know, things where, you know, as a singer, you'll hear something and it'll remind you of something yeah. else that you love or something else that you heard. About. And I, from the beginning of that one, I was getting very heavy like Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River kind of vibes. It's got like that angry, but sexy, but like pissed off, but like kind of like very funky R&B-ish light rapping. Like it's, it's very, very it's weird. Very, no, it's not. We It's very cool, <laughs> but it's, it is a 180 yeah. from empty. And I love that. I love that the two things that you've got up on Spotify so far are two completely different sides of you. Because mm-hmm. people see that, you know, you could, as I said, you know, you could sit there all day for the rest of your life and only sing ballads and things that were emotional or inspirational or, you know, sad or heartbreaking or whatever. And because of your, how genuine that is, given everything that you've been through and who you are, and because of how you sing, you would be just fine. You will just keep accruing fans. You're like, it's, that's not going to hurt you at all. But you've got a whole other side. You've got this, like, basically, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you're fake. I'm out. You know. So why don't you? T- why don't you talk a little bit about grudges and and in whatever way you want, mm. um, so that people get to see, you know, the 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 saltier side of Corey Allen. Well, he does see, have a little edge, folks. It's still, yeah. You know, it still kind of comes from the same place. Uh, mm. it, just, it just comes. You know, I do it in different way i guess yeah yeah um yeah, that, that song really that song came together in 30 minutes i was just it was a really bad day uh mm-hmm. i was going through a lot of things and this was also around the time that um you know it had been some time after jesse passed it was like about a year a little over a year after and you know i started to change a lot of things about myself and in my life and a lot of people didn't like that mm-hmm. um and started to really just treat me like I was stupid 
like this was a stupid path for me to try to take, oh, you know, yeah. whatever. Clearly they've been proven a hundred percent, right? Good job well, guys. <laughs> we're still, we're still kind of going through that. Actually like the next, the next song I have, the one that I just recently wrote, it's kind of the same vibe as grudges. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a little bit more vocally. Um, there's a lot more stuff than Gr grudges is kind of just very chill. Yeah, yeah. Not really much going on vocally. Um, chill though. Angry chill. Angry chill. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what though? I, I know exactly what you mean. Like in, in this particular way, our, our, you know, paths to this feeling might have been different, but I, I have been through the experience of radically changing who I am in my life as well in different ways. And don't worry, this interview is not about me, but I'm, I'm, I'm empathizing with you because one of the things that you find out when you start living true to who you are is that not everybody likes it. Mm. And one of the things that I think took a while for me to learn, but it has been so important and I carry it with me every day now is that the only people that get pissed at you for having boundaries are the ones who benefit from you not having them. And when you start setting boundaries and holding them, the people that don't like it are exactly the ones you need it for. Amen. Um, and so, you know, the, that tells you a lot about who's actually in your corner and who actually wants you to be happy and loves you for who you are versus who you were to them or who they want you to be or who it's useful for you to be, mm -hmm. you know, for them. And so I, I, that song and, and especially that line, you know, because it works on a literal level like you know repercussions meaning like you made me feel this way and so this is how i'm so i'm, I'm pissed off right now yeah. right exactly but it's also like this is how it's going to be because yeah. i'm not doing that anymore yeah. i'm not that guy anymore exactly. like i'm you know and you know you if you're at a point where you see your baby brother going and you can't make a decision to say, I'm gonna live my life for me and for the people that I love and that I care about and who love and genuinely care about me. Like, you're not gonna then sit there and go, oh, well, people don't like it, so never mind. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like it's, it's not gonna happen. No. Yeah, that's that's entirely what that song's about. Yeah, no, it's really, I mean, I love all the harmonies and it's so tense, that song. Like, it's really, that is a very, but no, but like good, like in that coiled kind of, you're not screaming, you're not whatever, like you're just very quietly pissed, you know? <laughs> and, like, and that's and, typically and, how I tend to be whenever I'm mad. There you go. No, I'm either very like quiet or I reach that point where I'm just, you know done 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 no but like i really i mean i it is a completely different feel and I, I i i am not as clear on that one has been pretty well received too right i mean like people people like it um i don't know people ask me to perform it all the time and i'm like it's not really a perform a performable yeah. one <laughs> yeah <laughs> that uh, would be a little tricky yeah so that's why like with this new one that i wrote which kind of comes from the same place of you know, feeling unwanted and, but not in like a sad way. It's like I'm being judged for yeah. being happier. Um, yeah. It comes from the same place. Uh, it has kind of the same vibe. It has a good beat. Um, I feel like it's pretty catchy. It is. Um, but vocally, this new one is, you know, it's, I can perform this one. 
easier. Yeah, yeah I can actually exactly. sing this one. It's not more of just like talking the whole time. Right, um, right. But right. yeah, no grudges. People like grudges, uh, not as much as empty though, because I just think uh, empty just kind of really conveys everything that I, right, you right. know, am about and the things that I talk about, and so that one's kind of the more popular opinion. Well, and and I think too that because you know, you are so sweet and you are very self-effacing and you're so open about everything that you've been through and you like to be so helpful. Um, there are going to be people that just, you know, fans that just want you to be that, mm -hmm. you know, well, yeah. Corey can't get mad. <laughs> Corey's too nice to get mad, you know, and like that, that's, you know, that that's, you know, fans of music it's kind of a microcosm of like family or people in your life where it's like you're not going to be able to please everybody right so like they're going to be people who would listen to empty and go all right well you know i'm not either i haven't been through things where i can resonate with that or i'm not in an emotional place where i can deal with that and i don't want Corey to be my feelings so i'm not ready for that one but i'm mm -hmm. gonna go listen to grudges because i'm comfortable being angry you know what yeah. i mean like so you you'll 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 be giving people something to connect to with all of it i think so but the new one you are you are you're just sort of starting with it so probably you know yeah. Uh, well, I have it all written. Uh, the whole track is right. done. But recording, um, right, is like. But I still have to re yeah, record right. it, get it mixed and all that. Um, but that one's definitely going to be early. Well, when this airs, it'll be this year. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So not not very long. Hopefully. No, pretty soon, guys. So, pretty yeah. soon. But no. And, and I mean, so when you do sit down to write. What it, I, I, it sounds like from, from the descriptions of, of empty versus grudges, it's different for each song, but like, what's your process kind of, is it like, do you sit down and it just pours out of you? Do you sit down and you are really like pushing through and it's taking a while? Does that change depending it's, on what you're writing? It's really different. Um, okay. Every time I've written a lot of stuff. I just, and my problem is like, I'll start a lot of things and then I'll, you know, stop at you know the chorus and then i'll start something else and then i'll go back to this one like later on so yeah. i have a lot of like unfinished stuff sure. um but no it's my writing process is so weird because i can go months you know without feeling creative or like feeling like there's anything that i need to write about hmm. but then like all of a sudden it'll hit me and you know i'll come in this room and i'll just sit it's like i can feel it it's like there's just something i need to get something done mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. um and I'll, it'll just come out it just pours out okay uh, yeah the longest empty is the only one that took me quite a while to write uh just because i think that was so deep yeah um and i really wanted that one to come across in the right way I'd, and it was very hard at that period in my life it was very hard for me to stay um just on that one kind of topic i kept mm. i would write a line and i'd be like that has nothing to do with <laughs> what the song's actually about and so i'd have okay. to start you know but usually it'll just, especially these anger ones, man, like it's <laughs> a good, way to, it's a good <laughs> yeah. way to channel my anger because that will just, yeah. it'll just come out and then I'll feel better. And well, that that's, and I mean, you know, you said it before, you know, that, that it's, this is a therapy for you. So that yeah. makes a lot of sense because I mean, well, you know what though, that, that kind of, that kind of fits for me because you spent a lot of time sort of holding things back or bottling things up and then like yeah. when you decided to just be you you did it in like this giant burst so you kind of write like you lived you know yeah. <laughs> like it makes sense to me i've never thought about it like that but that is that totally makes sense you know and and, and and you know i think i you seem to me like a person who does a lot of 
you know, like when you run a computer and there are like the programs that you're using, but then there are the ones that are running in the background. Like I think you process a lot of your shit in the back. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this file's been downloaded and here's a new song. You know, like that's kind of the way that I think, you know, I don't think it's that you're not doing stuff. I think you're just maybe not doing it consciously. And then all of a sudden it comes. And it's funny. I you know, when I write poetry or, or music or whatever lyrics, like I, I'm the same kind of way. Like I might, but for me, I might not write anything for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I sit down and it's like, boom. And this whole thing comes out and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? And then yeah. like, I won't write anything again for like a year. So um, I'm glad you're not as slow about it as I am. But like, I, 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 I know that feeling where you're almost like possessed, you know, <laughs> you sit down and it's like, what? and all this stuff comes out. But like when you're picking covers though, like talk me through that because you, obviously have to find stuff that is emotionally resonant for you if that's the kind of you know cover that you're doing versus like something that's a little bit more fun but you also have to find stuff that's vocally in your wheelhouse and stuff that you want to cover and like do you i mean i'm always curious about this as a cover band chick myself but like you know song selection is such a thing right you know it's just you if you pick the wrong thing you don't showcase yourself the way that you yeah. could so like What's your process on that when you're sitting there going, okay, you know, I'm going to put something else out. Like, is it that you hear something and you go, oh my God, I have to cover this or. A a lot of times it is that a lot of times I will see, you know, a clip of a song that either I haven't heard in a long time or I've never heard that I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, it speaks to me in some way. Yeah. Um, But then a lot of times I, you know, I have like, I have a group of, um artists that i like to pick and choose from okay um but you know i've always i've always for some reason just been able to cover the female things better yeah yeah. um and i don't know you know why that is it's just like the 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 male things i don't know maybe it's just that they don't go as deep as like female lyrics do most of the time um i know a lot of you know men do have deep stuff but sure you know i think I don't know. I just, I enjoy singing the female things. I, to bring this up again from Justin to Kelly, the movie, <laughs> I know probably nobody watching has ever seen that movie, but you know, I know as a kid, whenever I would watch that movie, I never sang uh, just parts. parts. Never. Okay. It was always Kelly's parts. Kelly, and so yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I grew up doing. I was just always yeah. seeing all the runs and all the, yeah the things that females are known for doing. Well, that, and I think that that that's part of it too, but I, I, I it's so funny. I have, had the thought many times as I'm listening to other things where I'm like, oh, Corey should cover this. And I always mean to write to you about it. And then I'm like, he doesn't fucking want some random chick being like, cover this, whatever. But have you ever done any Louis Capaldi? Oh, I love Louis Capaldi. Okay. Cause I would, I haven't heard it yet if you've done it, but I would love to hear. I don't think I have a video. Okay. Oh, you know what? I do. I have a video from wherever I first started, but it's gone. I took it down because, like I said earlier, I can't look at this. I feel like that I've progressed so much vocally over the past few years that I can't even see that stuff anymore. It makes me cringe so right, hard. Right, 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 right. Uh, just because I was doing everything, you know, wrong. Um, so I think I have that one hidden, but I need to do, but I definitely do him a lot on my uh, live streams. I love Okay. That, that, yeah, no, he, and, I got to hear you sing some, uh, what, what, I always get the title of that wrong. Somebody to love. Somebody love. Yeah, that's a somebody, great one. I, I always get some used to getting used to being someone to love, right? I think someone it's someone to love. love. Yeah. I, have you done that one? 
I'm, I've performed that one, yes. I okay. don't have a video of that one, though. Okay, I was going to say, I've missed that. But, like, I just – there are certain things that I feel like I'm like, oh, you know, Corey could really put a spin on that. Because it's, it's a different voice than yours, obviously, a different timbre. But I would be – you know, I'm not making a request you have to fulfill or anything. But, like, I do have that thought a lot of times where I'm like, oh, Corey, this would sound so good on Corey, which is funny because I don't do that with a lot you of You should people, send but... it to me whenever you do think because okay. a lot of times I do need help. You can just mute me, me to... after a while. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, Corey. You're going to be like, shut <laughs> up. But yeah, no, but there's definitely, um, there's definitely stuff. And actually there, there, it's weird. You probably don't know who it is. You're probably too young, but I, not that her, her timbre is a lot lower than where you usually sing, but I would love to hear you take on some Anita Baker, actually. Do you know Anita Baker? You don't know Anita Baker. Anita Baker. I'm give her a listen. Yeah. Give her a listen. Tremendous voice. Um, she was big in the eighties when you were not in existence yet. Um, but <laughs> okay. like, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, I mean, um, anyway, I'm not going to take up your interview talking about things I want to hear you say, but this is a good sign guys that like, I'm like, Oh, and I want Corey to do this. And I want Corey to do this. And I'm okay. No, I but love so, suggestions yeah. because I need help a lot of the times. Cause I, I'll get stuck in like this one. I'll be like, let me sing Billie Eilish. And then I'll sing Billie Eilish for months. And I'm well, like, she's, I need to a, she's another huge, she's a huge inspiration of mine yeah. for you. Yeah. So like, was it one particular song? Is it like just, cause she's, I mean, like, I know people have a lot of opinions, but like, mm -hmm. There's Very, nobody like her, you know, like yeah. there's no, there's nobody that does what she does, whether you like it or not. Like, yeah, she's definitely just, not everybody's fan. And I don't know. I feel like maybe that's why, I mean, what I meant to say, everybody's definitely not a fan of hers. Right. I got you. Um, and I, I feel like maybe that might be one of the reasons why I you like um, her. <laughs> relate to her so much is yeah. because I kind of feel the same way. I feel like not everybody likes what I do. Um, but I always just, I can't understand why the people that for some reason hate her, why can't they at least just respect what she's able to do? Because she does do things so differently. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if anything, that just deserves some level of respect. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, I do. But yeah. no, I, I discovered new. her. I discovered her when I was really going through a bunch of dark shit. This is before I even knew that I wanted, was going to end up going after music as a career. Okay. So back in 2018, 19 time is whenever she really started becoming popular and that sounds right. Yeah. Every single one of her songs spoke to me on such mm -hmm. a level. It was like every word because she's very into the mental health and like writing about, Oh yeah. You know, darkness and um, it just, I really resonated so much with, with her stuff and just absolutely mm -hmm. became obsessed. And still to this day, I am um, I just love her. Yeah. I could not no, imagine that's... meeting her. <laughs> Well, I know this is one of the things, you know, really, because I'm sure Kelly Clarkson and Billie Eilish, both of them watch this show every week. Um, you know, I should no. reach out. <laughs> no, but really, I like I, I, I truly feel like if if Kelly Clarkson or Billie Eilish, but especially Kelly, because doesn't she have a talk show now? Mm -hmm. She has a talk show, right? Yeah, man, you got to send her. Between your voice and your story and what you write about in your platform, I can't imagine that if she, if anybody out there, <laughs> I don't know who it would be, but if anybody who's listening or whatever has any kind of an in with either Kelly Please. Clarkson or Billy Irish, just, just Irish, did I just call her Eilish? Just Billie like, Irish. seriously, because you, I know you, you, you almost had a chance um, to maybe, you know, I know we won't even get into it, but like, so we need to get Corey to meet at least one of them. We do because yeah. then he can open for them and then we're good. That's all we need. That's, That's all fine. I need. That's like, he's, he's not That's asking for more than that. People. 
No, my wife is so funny because my wife asked me, um, you know, there's a lot of talk of the voice and yeah. stuff like that for me. America's and, Got Talent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the voice and, you know, I had a producer reach out to me mm -hmm. recently about getting me on for next season. And mm -hmm. there's a few reasons why I can't do it for that coming up season. But one of the reasons is because the coaches that are going to be on aren't really anybody that would work for you. I okay. Think, I don't think so. I mean, okay. maybe, maybe one of them, but we were just talking about like, okay, so what if Kelly Clarkson and Billie Eilish were coaches, who would you pick? And oh that my God. would probably oh my God. be the hardest decision of my life, but I would probably end up picking Kelly just because that's where it started. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah I think, and, and vocally, I think that makes sense too mm -hmm. for you. I love that we're planning who you're going to choose when you yeah. get, when you get, when, when Billie Eilish and Kelly Clarkson magically are, are both Judges. coaches on the voice yeah, on the season that you get picked and then you have to choose. I love that we're already working this out, but like, no, but really Corey, seriously, like what about, I mean, I know idol, there's the age cap or whatever, like, mm -hmm. but what about like in America's got talent? What about something? I'm mean, like, you again, seem tailor made for that kind of thing. Like you're going to get up there. You're gonna be all cute and nice and you're gonna have like you know this huge desire to help people with your platform and you have you know such a story that you know i mean like let's be real these shows love sad story you know like they do like they they yep. loved i mean everything that's like you know you always know when they start the piano intro at, that there's going to be a package that's going to make you cry or whatever and like you have all of those elements not that you would ever market anything like that's not what i'm saying but like no, i know what you mean I know you exactly you, you mean. as an artist and as a person and as somebody that you know would be so beloved on a scale like that like is there like why aren't you doing it is basically what i'm trying to ask you like what are what it seems like you know someone's offering you like a, a great piece of cake and you're like mm, i don't think i'm gonna do it like why wouldn't you do this this just seems like such a natural and if you don't want to say because, because there's stuff, then you know well, you don't. Well, the reason why I can't do it this year um, is because we're moving. My wife and I, or my wife, my daughter, and I, we're all moving out of state. Oh, okay. Um, right around the time that filming starts. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. We're okay. supposed to get back in touch for the next season, so I'm gonna say. Okay. Never know what the future holds. Okay. Um, but okay. Yeah, it's definitely something. America's Got Talent while you're waiting to get on the voice. Can we just do that? Like we could do, you know, you can multitask like that. You can move and win America's Got Talent and then, you know, go beyond the voice the season after that, you know, and like award winning, you know, um, you know, America's Got Talent winner, Corey Allen. And now he's on the voice. I don't know. I just I think you 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 I think it is literally and I again I I I, I didn't pick up on it in the moment because I didn't want to interrupt you for once, but like, you know, you mentioned, you know, that you're not necessarily attempting to conquer the world. That's not necessarily. Now, I imagine that, you know, if you did do all of that, you wouldn't be like, no, thank you. But like <laughs> your point, I think was your, that's not the you, goal. you care more about what you're already doing in terms of helping people. It's just the ideas. If you, it's kind of like how I feel about this show. It's, it does nothing for like us personally or our band or whatever. Like no, half the people that, you know, like do, do anything with the show have no idea we're even in a band or that I sing or Greg plays drums or anything, which is so funny. But like, but it, my thing is always like the bigger the platform we have, then mm. the more people watch these shows and they learn about you guys. And then, you know, maybe something comes from that. So I understand it from that standpoint where you're like, the more people I reach, the more people I can help. And then the more like this message can get out. And, and then th that's the point. But 
but we would not be angry. I think, I think what I, I think we're <clears throat> like that whole concept comes from, um, it's the way that I'm treated, mm. you know, by family and stuff. Mm. My whole point to that is like, obviously fame, however you want to see what fame is. Um, that's like a, a goal. It yeah. could be a goal that I have, but what my point is, is like the way that I'm seen, um, personally in my life is that I haven't succeeded unless I am famous. And so I always like to say that that isn't why I do this. Jesus. It's not to be famous. And you can't win. Can you Jesus? And just because I'm not famous and not at the Grammys right. and shit doesn't mean that I'm not fulfilled and that I'm not living my dream right now. Right. You know, and I, I just want people to be happy. It's just, it, I think the thing that I think the thing that hurts me the most is that my family knows all the deep, dark shit that I've been through. Oh, and, it's a factory, yeah. <laughs> you know, they see who I am today. And I, I just can't wrap my mind around how they can't see how much happier I am and how much better yeah. of a person I am and, and be proud of that. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's a big struggle. And I'm still going through that. I don't know how long I'm going to be going through that, but that's... That's just my, that's my message with that is like, just because I'm not, I had yeah. somebody recently say, well, what if you move out of Louisiana, but you don't become the next Tim McGraw like you think you will. And it's like, that's not what it's about. Who said I thought that? Yeah. Like what the fuck? But the, I mean, that's, that's just projection, but like I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm resonating with you so hard right now for a couple of reasons. Like one of them is that, you know, being famous and being successful doesn't look like it used to anymore you know mm. there are people that i only know comedians and you know singers and whatever that like you know was elise myers she's that curly haired yeah. like yeah, she's hugely her. popular she, she what i mean like that is entirely based on being huge online right you know um uh you know they're, they're as i said there are writers there are comedians whatever like you know people that you you see sing and you're like oh my god this is one of the best voices i've ever heard and like nobody knows them outside of like TikTok or Facebook or whatever. It's just, they're hugely viral, but in this one particular way, like being at the Grammys, being whatever, that's not the only way to be famous anymore, first of all. So like, given that, I mean, I know that there are people who are watching and listening to this, who are going to look at your numbers and go, oh my God, if I ever got half of that on even one platform, I would never stop shitting myself with joy. Like it just like, it's like, so it's all relative first of all, right? But the second mm. thing is like you said, you know, how can people not look at you and look at how you've grown and how you've changed and and be not only happy for you, but like proud of that or or at least accepting of it. And man, one of the hardest things about, growing and changing and improving for lack of a better word, but really growing, right? And and being more honest to who you are and living more authentically the way that, that people should is that unless everyone around you grows with you, you outgrow everybody around you. And See, it is one of the most yeah. painful things and and and, and right now yeah no right now. and and the thing is Corey, my dear if i may mom you for a second and i'm not Go that ahead. much older than you i think but that's okay <laughs> but i i 
and you probably already have realized this, but this is something that took me a long time to get. It's that people can only offer what they have to give, right? And so it's very easy when you grow up, especially in a situation where you feel invisible or you feel that love is conditional or that you're kind of an afterthought or that people don't stick, they don't stay, you know, um, to sit there and go, well, if I were different, if I were more this or less this, or I did that or didn't do that or whatever, then maybe I, I would be getting what I needed from these people. And it's like huge growth comes when, as I think you already have, you start to realize that other people's inability to give you what you need is not your fault. It's who they are. And it's not even necessarily their fault either because usually trauma is generational too, right? So, mm -hmm. but like, that's that's one of the things is it's like you can't bring everybody with you and, yep. and, and grow and be who you need to be. And it sucks. It really does. So I know, not exactly, exactly, but I have a real good idea of where you are. And I right think a now. lot of, I think most people watching this will probably know exactly what I mean when you say that it's, it's hard, it's painful, mm -hmm. it sucks. It's like, why can't you just whatever, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. And I see so many people talk about the same thing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a hard part of the process that yeah. I wish wasn't the way it is, but it just is. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, it's, uh, I think one of the beautiful things about community and, and, you know, the fans that you have and that you're building and whatever is that you do have avenues to see that there are people out there that are going to get it, you know, and you have opportunities mm -hmm. to connect with people that are more on your wavelength. And it's one of the things that I love so much about this indie music community on Facebook, you know, um, that we, we kind of all, you know, it's like, it's like a, a cool kids table made up of the kids that, sat at the unpopular table exactly yes <laughs> you know and 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 being weird and being different and being unaccepted and feeling less than and all that is kind of what i think a lot of times will will connect good people because it's yeah. like oh you 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 were in that too you were you had that shit too you have those insecurities too you whatever and it's like and it's so beautiful to just talk to people who can sit there with you and go i don't have an answer for you man but like i know exactly how you feel right now and it sucks <laughs> and that's that's the best answer actually i think for me is just you know we don't even necessarily need solutions we just need to be heard, you know, and understood. Yeah, to feel like we, yeah, exactly. Like we're understood. We're not alone. Um, and and you are giving that back already. And I think that that that's just tremendous. That even when you're, you know, you're still in the turbulence, you're trying to help other people land their plane. You know, and I love that. That you know, it's it. And I I think there's a lot of value in that too because there's one thing. I mean, Aubrey from the Wormwood Project and I were talking about this. Like, there's one thing where like you write something from a place of like, oh well, I was like this. But now I'm past it and I'm here and I'm going to share my wisdom with you versus like, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm maybe like three steps ahead of you on the staircase, but I'm still I'm climbing the same stairs as you are. And yeah. like, let's let's be in it together. Like those mm -hmm. are two different things. And so, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me that you're 
producing a lot of stuff quickly and a lot of it seems to be more angry <laughs> because that seems about right for 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 where you are in, where the, I'm at, yeah. in the in the process of things but um okay yeah. so just before we wrap up um i just wanted to mention you you do a lot of live gigs you're you know out in i mean maybe not a lot but you're, not not as much no not as much now louisiana is very hard to um get out in whenever you're the type that. of singer that i am okay uh, because when we louisiana is very creole and very cajun and very right. zydeco, zydeco type music yeah 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 and stuff that i don't do at all so right. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of the reasons why we're moving um makes sense but yeah most of my stuff is online um you know i do do stuff for lopa yes uh, i have quite a few weddings for next year that that's that Most makes like, so yeah. much sense that's such a good market for you oh my god but they're all over the country so we're still working that stuff out because you know not everybody wants to pay for travel which i get um then you don't do it sorry that's but that's definitely <laughs> oh where i'm at right now and then whenever we move i'm hoping to get out there more yeah um, definitely for 2024 there's gonna be a lot of new music very um, exciting and then very very exciting possibly a show soon <laughs> and there's okay. also something else there's also something else incredibly exciting i'll have to tell you on your own i can't okay that's fine right now but okay. sorry guys <laughs> very big and that's the other reason why i can't do uh the show okay. this year okay so all right that that may that may assuage my disappointment that we're just not going to put you on literally every single reality talent show <laughs> that there is um all at once because that was sort of my you know managerial plan for you but okay fine if you have some yeah we I'm not going to tell anybody, but at some point you're all going to find out. So yes. just, um, this is, if know, it all works out the way it's going right now, it's definitely going to be a huge announcement. I can't wait to share it. So, okay. I'm excited. I think I might maybe know what it is, but I'll ask you after. So, okay. <laughs> so we have, we have covered a lot of ground. Um, guys, I, I want to make sure, you know, we did spend a lot of time talking about mental health and Jesse's story and all of that, but you know, I don't want the music, it's not separate anyway, but I don't want Corey's music and Corey's voice to get lost in the shuffle of that. Um, you know, you've heard him sing now twice, if not, you know, many times separate from that. But I mean, as I always ask, please go like, follow, subscribe, you know, do all the things, um, you know, th this is, this is something that you, want to be following because um, I think we are all kind of assuming that at some point Corey's just going to blow up and then we can say we knew him when. Um, but not that you're not already blowing up, but you're going to be even more blown up than <laughs> you are now, but in a non like explodey PC all over the place. Anyway. But, um, but anyway, so, so, you know, we have lots of new music coming. Um, we have big things in the works that we can't necessarily talk about, but they're there. He's going to be winning both The Voice and America's Got Talent probably next <laughs> year. Um, you know, and then just hanging out with Kelly Clarkson and Billie Eilish, you know, oh. drinking sweet tea and writing songs together or something. I don't know. That's probably like maybe 2025. That's I haven't worked all that out yet. But anyway, but before I let you go, I think you know this, um, but I we like to end every show with a little segment that we call In the Vox Seat. So yes. I have asked every musician that's been on the show these same five questions. Now you are aware of them, but you may or may not be aware of the level of intensity surrounding the final question. Okay, it has come. Okay. Um, um, I am not joking when I say that there are songs that have been written about it. 
Um, Drew from Drunk and Lonely um, has a, a, a song dedicated just to this last question. Um, you know, it's it is a you 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 may have to consider your brand carefully before you answer this because it is a it is a career making or breaking answer that you're going to be giving tonight. But let us begin <laughs> with the less politically charged question. So, um, for your originals, I would say more than than anything else, if you had to describe your music in five words or less, what would you say? Hmm. Definitely deep. Yes. Um, relatable mm -hmm. for most people. Inspiring. I agree. Uh, emotional roller oh, yeah. coaster. <laughs> roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster. Okay, I love it. I'm not going to argue with you on any of that. Nope. That I think that sums it up really nicely. And I'm I'm. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see where the new stuff is going to take that too cuz I have a feeling you have a whole lot of stuff that we haven't I have even a plan. seen yeah, yet. I have yeah, a plan. yeah, yeah. I I I I got you. I I could tell. But okay. So your favorite thing, I think I probably know, but your favorite thing about being a musician. Oh yeah, you know. Um definitely <laughs> there's a lot of great things about it. Um a lot of fulfilling things, but the most important thing to me is being able to inspire people and, yeah. you know, being able to show people that, you know, you can come from, you know, really dark places and you can be very different from, you know, it might feel like you're very different from everybody around you mm -hmm. and like you have no purpose, but you are, you are just as important as, you know, the next person. And um, I think being able to do that in a way that I am able to, and being able to get that feedback from people, yeah, you know, it's one of the most rewarding parts of it for me, for sure. Yeah. No, I, that, that's exactly what I figured you were going to say. But yeah. okay, so I'm curious about this one because this one I'm not so sure. But your least favorite thing about being a musician, <clears throat> besides internet trolls. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> they think they bother me, but I, I use the shit out of them. It's funny. <laughs> um, no probably what we just talked about is just the lack of understanding for what it is that we do. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not, you're, you're broke and you're, I mean, we are broke, but right. you know, people just assume that because you're not big, you're not making any money and they judge you for that. And yeah. I think if more people would just try to understand and just ask questions and, you know, it'd be a lot easier on us. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like it sucks always having to feel like you have to prove something to people. Right. Or justify what your or passion is. Yeah. Or Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the worst part. That's the worst part about it. The part that I didn't expect um, mm. until, it, until it happened. And I was like, damn. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so, okay. So your, your least favorite thing about being a musician is kind of also like your least favorite thing about people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I feel the same exact way. It's like the lack of compassion and the level of judgment in general is just mm -hmm. off the charts. And I don't really know when we got there, but here we are. So yeah, okay. That that makes a lot of sense. And and it's funny that your favorite thing and your least favorite thing are basically diametrically opposed. It's being able to help people and support them and love them and and connect with them. And then your least favorite thing is people who like shit all over people instead of doing that. So that, that works together quite nicely, but um, okay. Now 
may I we we we've talked about a couple people, but so I'm 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 interested to hear what this answer is too. And a lot of people hate this question, but if you had to choose just one album to listen to for the rest of your life, that is the only one you get. Which Kelly Clarkson album are you picking and why? <laughs> um, it's actually not Kelly. <gasps> oh, we're not going to send her this clip. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, is, it, is it Billy? Um, well, I mean, it could be because she's definitely covered a lot of this. Um, but no, okay. it would it would be, and I'm, I don't know. People are probably going to think I'm crazy, but it would definitely be Billie Eilish. Um, her album from. 2018 is when it was released it's called when we all fall asleep where do we go okay uh, that's the one that that speaks to me the most that's the, the one, one where you were like every single song is resonating yeah. with me okay. okay and she was you know she was going through at that period in her life was going through a lot of the things that i was going through at that same time mm. and uh so it would and it's it's like my stuff it's very up and down there's a lot of you know there's okay. a lot of upbeat hits on that album there's a lot mm -hmm. of really deep stuff uh so that okay. That would so be that, 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 that feeds all of your facets then yes, you're, you're covered on all. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Wow. And, it's and it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's Billy. All right. So this is the part of the interview we'll clip and send to Billy Eilish. Yes. There you go. We'll so we've got, we've got our Kelly. So yeah, we've got that. Yeah. We'll send the whole middle to everybody, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll splice that for, for you. Corey. <laughs> Appreciate or we'll just do a thing where we, we film this and we dub over where you say Billy Eilish and it's like, Kelly Clarkson, you know, something like that. <laughs> but okay, here it is. We are we are at this point now. Um, the final question. Um, give me a moment to settle the crowd. Okay, I have to do this now every episode because it is it is a whole thing. So freaky things right now, freaky. I know you're saying right now, I really like you, Corey Allen. Don't don't screw this up. Um, so freaky's definitely hoping that you're going one way. Okay. Um, yeah, Dom from Jamsteak. Um getting close to giving up i think on his position not entirely sure and then rob from anger overdose because we have to mention anger overdose in every episode is probably trying to stoke fuel on both sides but there you have it so i'm i'm telling you guys whatever he says here we still love him okay so keep your shit together here we go Corey allen yes. future winner of both america's got talent and the voice best friend of kelly clarkson and billy eilish this is the question of the night your toilet paper when you put it on the holder, does it come from over the top or under the bottom and why? <laughs> we don't fuck around on this show, Corey. We don't. Definitely I, I, oh. over the top. Okay. Freaky really <laughs> loves you and Dom is like, damn it. <laughs> oh. Okay. So what's the why? This now, is actually a valid argument between okay. my wife and I. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's, wait, wait, wait. She's very so, under. She's very under. I'm very over. Wow. Um, Are you a Byroleus household or does one of you win and it is consistently in no, one direction? I win. It's always over. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so the you. The reason you, why. Okay. I don't know. It just makes the most sense to me. It makes <laughs> the most sense to just. I feel like if it's under, you might have to touch it with two hands versus if it's over, you just kind of grab it. Okay. You want to one hand it. Okay. I don't know. And We've because heard, oh. it's the opposite of what my wife thinks. So that's <laughs> <all>. <laughs> and that's what keeps a marriage healthy. It's that sort of, you know, fiery sexual toilet paper based tension. But no, we've heard all manner of explanations on this show. One of the most popular reasons, and this surprises me, um, for why people don't do under is because <laughs> 
they don't want their toilet paper to touch the wall. Okay. It's too All close right. to the wall. Yeah, that too. That's what JD said. Why would you want the toilet paper against the dusty door? Or against Ooh. something that an, an insect may have walked on, like a spider. No disrespect to the spider community out there. Wonder, I would give the chance if it's approximately two and a half inches away from the wall. Now, this is going to require a little bit of an extension kind of toilet paper holder. <laughs> but if it's up against that damn wall, as much as I am for spider love, I'm not for that concept. When you're in a bathroom, usually the walls are tiled. Sometimes they have wainscoting. These things collect particulate matter. And with the stuff that you're doing in there, you have some poo particles, or like I call them pooticles, that float through the air and get stuck on this other particulate matter, which gets stuck in the grout, on the wall, on the wainscoting. When you flush, it helps a lot. But okay, yeah. yes, okay, go ahead, your pooticles, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you fart, it floats through the air. And anyway, so I don't want wall crud in my balloon knot. It's got to go over. It has to go over. And here's oh. why. Here's why. Okay. Okay. If it goes under, it will touch the wall. You oh. and JD from Death Pigeon need to talk. Wait, what? You could get a bug on there if it's butting up against the wall. You'd yeah. never know. But if you turn it around and it's over, it, it's still not It's not going to touch the wall. You'll see it. I'm going over from now on. <laughs> That's my final answer. That is a big, yeah. And and I was mm -hmm. laughing my ass off because in the on fire um, episode, which I know you you said you saw, um, yeah. we got to this answer, and Dom from Jamsteak was in the comments going, "You people and your dirty shit covered walls, worried about bugs and whatever. <laughs> What's wrong with you?" I could not stop laughing, but it is apparently a thing. People are worried about insects and rodents and filth and all this stuff so this is a very but okay so you join you should know a blowout level of 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 win for I the think, over I think army without thinking about it it just seems like the more logical because when it's behind you can't see what's on it mm -hmm. so you're just grabbing it but when it's over you're seeing every piece of it come i, I suppose yeah i suppose I suppose, although it does have to go by the wall every time it comes around, but it's not lying against it. So, okay. Yeah, no, we, we have yet another member of the over army. I think we, we are at, it's something like it's a lot. 90% of the answers have been over. And then I think more people have an other, like they don't put it on the holder at all. They, you know, we got one guy wants to put it on a toy, a, a paper towel holder so that it's sideways. We got people that just, you know, they use baby wipes or bidet. We have all mm. manner, all manner. Mm. But you join an illustrious and and large over army in this moment, Corey Allen. And so um, I feel like you've sided with the 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 populace here. Popular, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but Dom's gonna still love you anyway. I'm sure because Dom okay, loves well, Dom, Dom's good people. He loves everybody. So, Corey, um, thank you for sitting for one of what's probably the weirdest fucking interviews you will ever do. <laughs> it was a great time. I really appreciate it. So, no, I really, I, I adore you and, and everything about what you do. And I, while I deeply, deeply wish that you didn't have all of the stuff that you have in your past that, that has gotten you to the point that you are with helping people, um, because empathy is a gift, but usually the box it comes in sucks. <laughs> mm. Um, you know, but, but you, you are, um, 
you're just, you're such a good person. I was going to say, dude, and I stopped myself. You're just, you're such a good person. <laughs> and you really, I, I love what you do in terms of, of, you know, mental health and, and just, you know, making people feel less alone. And I, I I'm, and I'm so impressed that you, you know, are, are, are getting so much success and you're still committed every bit as much as you were when it was brand new to using your platform to help other people, because a lot of people, could use that as a jumping off point and then sort of forget about it as they get bigger. And I can just tell you're never, ever, ever going to do that. Um, and if I may be so presumptuous to say, um, the people around you might not see who you are and what you've accomplished and what you've done, but I do. And I'm betting everybody who's listening to this does. And I know your wife does and your daughter does. And I'm sure that, that you have, you know, a lot of other people now around you, who do. Um, and Thank so you. just keep listening to your voice. Um, cause I think your internal monologue on who you need to be is just as beautiful as your singing voice. I think you're fine. Just hold the course. Okay. Thank you. Don't so fuck the haters. Cause we just fuck you guys. We hate you. You, you <laughs> don't even get toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, but thank you again for taking the time. I'm so glad we finally got to do this and I Me wish too. you all and the big you. success. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for Aww. opening up your platform and doing this for artists. I think it's, I think it's Aww. incredible. So thank you so much. Thank you well, also. We love this community. So it is our pleasure, but guys really go, go listen to him. Go, go do, go watch all the stuff. And, and, you know, remember next year, pencil it in the voice and America's got talent and Coriel just be on we'll all see. of them. So, so thank you guys. That's another boxing guest in the books. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.